This week on the PS Premiere Podcast, I bring up Dreams again. Yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of Dreams. Seb shows special guest Bob Buell his OnlyFans. I'm going to hit a screenshot button and save that for later. And Seb tells us about his latest encounter with Mitch. You know, he's crazy in general, but like, he was like really on it. Like, he was like the Joker. Hello and welcome to the 35th episode of the PS Premiere Podcast. Uh, we upload a new episode of this podcast every week, so if you like this, please hit that subscribe button, smash that like button, etc, etc, uh, and subscribe to the podcast feed and like us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, today, well, I'm your host. Today, I'm your host, James Smith, uh, but I'm your host, James Smith, every week, so uh, I'm also joined by series regular uh, Sebastian Cardone. Cardoni, but yeah. Cardoni, uh, I'm sorry. I'm Italian. Uh, I hope you guys are all having a great week. Uh, you can follow me at LittleSeb93. Great. Uh, <clears throat> special guest, Eric Smith. Hi. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at SincerelyEric. Although I spelled sincerely wrong, I think I missed the second E, not realizing there's three in it. <laughs> and returning special guest, host of the 99 Questions with Bob Buell podcast, Bob Buell himself is here with us tonight. Hello, everyone. Yes, I'm Bob. Uh, I'm on all the Twitters, I guess. Bob B backwards. If you spell it correctly, there's three Bs in between the vowels. Uh, but what he said. Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah, we don't have any housekeeping this week. So we're just going to jump right into what we've been playing. Um, as always, Seb, do you want to kick us off? As always. Uh, so I've basically been playing the same games as last week. Uh, so I'm just going to be repeating things. But uh, I did start. I did actually buy NBA 2K21 because I always do eventually, and it was on sale. When I say it's on sale, it was like 50 bucks. I just, I just, I was really in the mood to play basketball. Play, play a basketball game because uh, no March Madness was going on, and then we're getting close to the playoffs for NBA. And um, so yeah, it's still it's the same. It's like it, 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 the Dual Sense is pretty cool with it. Like uh, I'm, I am, I am actually worried about breaking my. Uh, no, the, the triggers because like sometimes you know it, it jams it, and like I, I'm worried I'm gonna press it too hard and break it. I hate when I don't yeah. I don't really like that feature honestly. Like it's I, cooler in, well, in theory. I love it as a feature, but yeah, I I do get that same concern because yeah. it's like yes, yeah, so it's sometimes you have to put a lot of stress, especially in like Call of Duty and stuff yeah. where like they have you press that thing really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I I mean. I don't know if you guys were like in the sports or anything, but uh, so I won't get in too much detail. But like, I like I, sports. I think... I'm a big sports fan. I know all the yeah. sports. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know Calvin all ball. the sporting matches. <laughs> What's that one with the ball? I love that one. I love sports <laughs> games. No, um, see, so, like the, the the I think the like like the problem is like uh, it's really hard to make like easy shots. Like you can miss an easy layup, even though you're like literally like right under the basket for some reason. Mm. They 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 intentionally design it for like for it to be difficult for your player, like they put you at like sixty and they want you to you know pay for the coins to upgrade your guy and stuff. But once you get the hang of it, it's not too bad. But you no, know, it's the same game. I just it feels like a next gen. I'll get I'll say that the graphics are great and everything. Uh, so I'm not disappointed with it. It's something. It's one of those games. Like I'm a sports gamer too. Like I play everything and like. It's like Madden for me. Like, where if, if I just want something to do for like twenty minutes, I play a match or something, and that's about it. So I also I beat Killzone Shadowfall, which is, like I said last week, you know, it's a solid game. 
it it does have like these weird difficulty spikes, like ridiculous ones. Like you just get like swarmed, and you get sh you you get like killed in like five shots. Like it's ridiculous. And you haven't given up on it yet? Because I I gave up after no, I beat the first it. I beat one. It. No, I beat it. Uh, it it was all right. It it definitely feels like a uh, launch game though. Like the gameplay wise, like like the the way that it looks, it looks it really holds up in terms of the looks. You can definitely tell it's an older first-person shooter compared to like Doom Eternal, for yep. example, which is a lot more fluid. I mean, like I uh, I booted it up yeah. um, when I got my PS5. I I went to the to the game store at the midnight launch to pick up my P, uh, my PS5, uh, yeah. and I said to them, "Hey, can I get a copy of Killzone Shadowfall?" They were like, "What?" The PS4, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, I said, I, I bought that at launch too, and it, it sat in it sat in my closet for like what eight years yeah I literally never never played it uh, i didn't even play the disc version i used ps now and downloaded it so because the thing is i remember being blown away um when it came out by that that you know that scene that everyone always uses for the graphics where it's like you're flying into the city and like you've got all the reflective buildings and everything i remember being blown away by that when it yep, came yep. out but like booting up on the ps5 uh now it's like it still looks fantastic but you can definitely see some rough oh, yeah, edges yeah. there Compared to yeah, yeah, what we have sure. now, oh, for sure, for sure. When I mean, you think about it, it's, it's practically a PS3 game. I mean, it literally came out like launch. Yeah. So like 2013. So yeah. So it, I, it, it was short enough where I didn't really bother me. But yeah, it's not something I don't know if I can really recommend it. I, I wasn't like I was kind of ready to get over with by the like halfway through it. I just like I felt like I was like I was already like halfway. I might as well finish it, you know. But um, so I also beat Bioshock 2 uh fantastic game uh i still like the first one better because the first one to me is like a masterpiece but uh i definitely think the gameplay in this one's better like they definitely improved on on everything in the first game i think i know you said that uh you prefer the first one but which one do you think holds up better because i've tried with having no experience i've tried to play the first one and just feels dated to me and i can't really get into it yeah i was about to say uh the second one definitely holds up better because the gameplay is way better. It's definitely improved. I think the first one, has, like, it's a masterpiece when it came out. Like, I don't know if it holds up as well because uh, it definitely feels like a game that came out in, like, 2007. Like, it, it's very, what's the word? I want to I wanna say, like, maybe clunky or slow or just something. It just doesn't feel right. Like, uh, this one's very fluid. Uh, it definitely it feels more like a next-gen game, even though it's not next-gen, but it's the same gen, technically. But um, uh, I, I I definitely think this one holds up more. Uh, but the first game's story and uh, and the themes was what makes that game really stand out more than anything. Like that's where that game really shines. And uh, I like the themes in the second one. It contrasts with the first one because the first Bioshock was about like the power of the individual, and this one was about the collective and the community. So it was a nice contrasting like theme throughout the game. Uh, I really like that they try to like a different approach. And Infinite is about Disney princesses, right? <laughs> I would. I, I never played Infinite, so. <clears throat> yeah, Bioshock Infinite. You have the toys of the Bioshock characters, and you can plug them in and then play with them <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> so I think. That, that, <laughs> yeah. So that's my that's my next one. Um, I also beat uh, Bayonetta. Uh, that game is really hard. Like really hard. Like I got really frustrated with that game. It's still really fun. Don't get me wrong. I'm just not good at those like Devil May Cry, Bayonetta type of games where you have to smash like you no know, button smash. But like 
this game is not really like a button smasher though it's like it, it very is like souls like in a in a fast way i got because you really do have to dodge everything and like parry and like you have to time everything like you get punished like you'll get you'll just get hit like a six like a six hit combo if you don't dodge right so mm. you think it's like god of war or like devil may cry and some but you really get punished if you don't dodge so is that your fun yeah. sorry your fun is that your first run uh through it it's not my first it's my first run beating it i've i, I have it on switch and i got halfway through and then i put it down so i, I just so i decided like th i decided to try the ps4 version because it was it was you know it was cheap at best buy and, and it was like it's like 60 frames per second i think because it looked really really nice not was so it, much the grab so was it one of those things where like you put it you didn't take to it the first time but then you went back to it just because of all like the hype around it because i get that quite a lot where i don't quite take to a game straight away but like everyone's saying oh it's the best game ever you need to play it blah blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and that eventually gets me to sort of you know go back to it and keep keep trying until i sort of force myself to yeah to enjoy that's exactly that's exactly what happened like, I, I always hear great things about bayonetta but i always hear more about bayonetta 2 which is only on switch or a wii u so I, so maybe that game holds up better. I, I did I did like this game, but it definitely was just like some some games in that in that generation, the PS3 generation, they just like it's so unforgiving. They they, yeah. pull, they hold no punches. Like those games are I, like stressy as well. Like they are because there's, cause there's yeah, you, a lot of button mashing and as I say, you you can't if you dodge if you don't dodge you you get your ass kicked and uh, so you can't even blink or you die. So yeah, it's that kind of game. <laughs> I mean, for those like stylish action games, like which I think a lot of the Devil May Cry's kind of fall into, and Bayonetta, and like yeah, I, or Metal Gear Rising, even like I just want I, I don't want it to be a hard time. I think that's why I haven't played Bayonetta. I just want like give me the coolest, most like anime cutscenes possible of just something somebody like slicing a building in half or something. And I'm I'm gonna be happy. Like if yeah. I have to redo it nine times to get it right. Eh, I don't know. They're probably gonna lose me. But yeah, uh, yeah I think uh, I think Metal Gear Rising did a better job of implementing difficulty. Maybe because um, it's less about dodging and it's more about parrying. Because yeah. I, I mean, mm, I, I'm true. a sucker for the parry. Yeah. Mm. But the thing is, like, Bayonetta does have a very easy and easy mode, and uh, I, I played it on normal. But um, very easy is like laughably easy, though. So if you if you really just want to get through the game very easy just like you can just cruise through that game in like a couple hours like like the, the whole mechanics of the game just die in very easy mode but um if you like over the top action and crazy like battles against giant god-like monsters like the final boss in that game is probably the most batshit final boss i've ever fought <laughs> in a game like you literally fight god in space it seemed like oh, yeah, final so, fantasy 9 style nice. yeah very final <laughs> fantasy just uh, well like the you know 15 year old teenagers like fighting uh god saving the world but um yeah so bane is a good game i recommend it but uh i, I definitely recommend the ps4 version because it has a high frame rate and stuff do you know That's what the your time I... the beat was on that um uh, maybe like six seven hours that's uh, not bad yeah oh, it's not too long of a game it. yeah it depends what depends what uh you know difficulty you play on if you play on like really hard like god help you but uh <laughs> So I also started uh, Zombie Army Four because it's no, it's free on Plus this this uh, month, oh. and it's real, it's it's actually challenging but fun. Uh, they throw so many zombies at you like constantly, 
like every direction you're constantly getting swarmed you have to be on your toes constantly even playing on like a regular difficulty it feels like a hard game so i can't even imagine playing that game on a tough difficulty um but it does have a really cool like like kill cam like if you if you snipe the zombies it like it follows the bullet and shows like their like organs and stuff getting splattered it's really awesome um yeah yeah that's really all i have to say that's, about that game. well yeah Honestly. so i haven't given it a yeah. shot yet i probably will at some point because it's free um i've heard good things about it though um i've heard that it is quite fun which is interesting to me because from the outside it looks like probably one of the blandest sort of most generic zombie shooters uh on the market yeah so does it feel kind of generic like a wave-based or zombie kind of thing no it definitely feels generic it definitely feels like the same game i played a hundred times like i just came off playing world war z and it feels like that I, i would say this is better than world war z but it's definitely like this is definitely not a super polished game. It's definitely not a triple A game. Mm. Uh, it definitely shows like a lower budget compared to other games because some of the animations can be janky and things like that. I would say it's like a double A game, so it's not too bad. Uh, it has multiplayer, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. you can play. Lo- I think you can do local or online mm-hmm. co op because it's kind of designed that way, honestly. But I, I only played single player. Um. Because I have no friends right now. No. <laughs> no I was gonna uh, ask, do you think it's worth the free download just for the multiplayer, or not even worth that? If you, yeah, I definitely recommend. I think this game would be a lot way funner with people for sure. Like it's still really fun. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, like this game is definitely made to play with your friends. Uh, I just don't. I don't know anyone that wants to play this game right now. So I'm just kind of like no man's land. Kind of. That's kind of me with the uh, that game just came out last week. Uh, was it? Uh, it takes two. Like, I can't play oh. with anyone because nobody wants to play it. Because yeah. I don't know anyone that wants to. And Been you just can't play single player. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, finally, I'm also playing uh, Yakuza 0 on Game Pass. Because uh, mm. I, I beat this game on PlayStation, but I wanted to go through the whole series because I'm making videos showing the whole, like, uh, storyline and, like, episodically. So, so I'm recording it on PC. And wh- when I tell you, it really looks great on PC. Like, the high frame rate and the high graphics that game really shines so i'm definitely excited to keep doing that uh i love editing videos so yeah and that's about it i play a lot of games cool um right eric uh what about you i know you wanted to speak uh briefly about persona 5 or perhaps not so briefly yeah i don't i don't know <laughs> how many games did seb just talk about uh, i'll probably i usually average about six I would say. i'll probably go past oh. the time on one alone um <laughs> i will start off by saying now i'm playing uh yakuza like a dragon which is my first experience playing a yakuza game and um i've been playing that for about a week now and um, i love the turn-based combat i love the the fact that so I think it's suffice to say that the game story, if you read it in like a Wikipedia entry, you would think it's like a grand, like mafia, like they have emotional beats, but it's within the gameplay of it's in with the gameplay of one of the goofiest things ever. The main character way over the top. Um, I, I haven't reached that point yet, but I know that the summons in it, like one of the summons is a grown man in a baby outfit that cries so loud. It hurts your enemies. Mm-hmm. It is just mm-hmm. like, there is, um, so for the, the selling point on this one is that the main character is obsessed with Dragon Quest and 
like with the he so the other ones were beat him ups. So this one, like even that turn based combat still feels like um it, it still feels like a beat him up, even though it's just like you have to hit X and you can wait and things like that. So there was an emotional moment though with that Dragon Quest like framing in mind where he's talking to like the big big boss and the big big boss is just like normally in the conversation he would have said family because they're like a family but he was just like you know we appreciate what this isn't actually he says but it's something along the lines of like we appreciate what you do for the party and the main boss is like takes a or the main character takes a step back and he's just like blown away by the fact he used the word party like an RPG as opposed to family and he calls that out for whatever reason that scene like made me want to cry because i was just like yeah man we are a party yeah let's do this <laughs> it made me stoked to play the game and so I, that ties say... me oh wait, no Go please ahead. oh no um so that's why i've been playing for the past week for the past what month are we in january february march april past four months i've been playing a singular game and that is persona 5 royale nice. i beat it beat it yeah, hang on a second. Are you telling me that you are one of the five people in the world who's beaten Persona Five? No, 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 no. It ten took people have four beaten, months, but he ten got people have, ten people have beaten Persona Five. Ten, I beat Persona Five Royale. Oh right, and you're the only one. Uh, yes, <laughs> me and I think Anna did it. Um, Min Max, but that's hey, about it. Ten people have more, have better taste than you, James. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just saying who has a hundred hours? I don't. If you got four months set aside and you commit to not playing any other video game, and your friends are like, "Hey, Monster Hunter Rise is out. Play with us." I'm like, "No can do, bub. I no, gotta I finish this." <laughs> hey, I, I respect. It. I can't. I will say that around the ninety hour mark, it was the first time where I was just like. I don't want to do this anymore. So many games are coming out, and I want to buy another one, but I had willpower. Uh, two quick stories leading up to like my actual impressions of the game, though, where I try to convince other people to play it. Um, last year, before Final Fantasy uh, VII Remake came out, um, I was like, look, I haven't really played any of the Final Fantasy games before, or besides 14. Actually, the only tattoo I have, which I'm trying to show the camera, is actually from Final Fantasy 14. That's the only one I played. I was like, I should try playing some of the other ones. So I played the original Final Fantasy VII. Then I played Remaster. And then I went back and beat 15. And then I played one other one. I'm trying to remember. I started five. And Come then on, last. Six. <laughs> no, no. Six, I'm waiting to see if it goes to Switch. If it goes uh, to Switch. Okay. I mean, if it goes to yeah. PlayStation, because that's what we're here for. Um, <laughs> yeah. The last. <laughs> The last week of the year, I downloaded the very first one on my phone. I beat it within a week. I was like, okay, I like RPGs. Maybe I should check some more out. Well, I, I have a kid. She's almost four now. So that means when she was born, the original Persona came out. And I played like the first 20 hours of it. Well, as you can tell of having four months of trying to beat Royale, I had a tough time with a newborn trying to play through that game. So I put it aside, never went back to it. Well, my friends give me a really hard time because unlike Seb, who's a trophy hunter, I never finish games, like, at all, ever. So I'm one of the people where, like, out of a weird form of pettiness, if you're like, oh, he's never going to do this, that's when I actually do it. <laughs> Last summer, my friend was asking if I finished with a book and a group message, and all my friends were like, you're never getting that back. I read the entire book in a week. I was quite proud of myself. 
So okay. I was like, you know what? I like RPGs, apparently. I'm going to go back and beat Persona 5. I'm going to sit down very beginning of the year and play through it. I was like, I'm going to do one better, though. I'm going to actually pay the money to get Royale. So I'm going to re rebuy the game, and I'm going to beat Royale. And I did it. I'm very proud of myself for that one. So if I told you that uh, I didn't think you could establish world peace, we could get that done? Challenge yeah. accepted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, it took me four months to be Persona 5 Royale. I will eventually get world peace. Just no telling how long I'll take. Finally, an RPG guy on the podcast. And you know how lonely it is on this island? Like, every so time I... You know, every time I say like every time, every time I ask them like have you played have you guys played Final Fantasy six or seven or eight or nine or ten, dead silence. So I'm f glad people are finally on the podcast that know the greatness of JRPGs. I'm here for you. I have uh, it's kind of a side <laughs> note, but do you plan on playing? Um, now I forget the name of the game. The visual novel that came out that was a tower defense game. Thirteen Sentinels. Was... Yes, Ooh. I think I think every guest last few weeks as 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 shout that game out now like uh it's on my list for this year but that's yeah. more of a side note of something i plan to play yeah i plan um, on playing it. it's always on sale so i'm definitely gonna get it at some point like every time i check that game is like 30 bucks or 20 bucks so seb have you played persona 5 at all yeah i beat the i didn't i didn't play a royal but i beat the first one original. yeah original. Uh, bob have you played it at all uh, I have not. I believe it is fictional, and I'm not certain that this isn't just a big prank on me. I don't think the Persona series is real. I'm sure it's wonderful, but... <laughs> James, I guess you haven't played it because you don't like fun. Uh... <laughs> yeah. You know me so well. Uh, Talk no. Talk uh, I played I played the first 50 hours of Persona 5. That's um, that's a, a good amount, honestly. Yeah, like, I think... Third of the game. <laughs> I think 50 hours is, like, my falling-off point. When it's like a game's just if a game goes over fifty hours, that's my checking out point. You know, that's I've I can't do I can't do more than that. It's starting to drag at that point. So I, that's why I respect you so much for sitting through a hundred hours of that game. Yeah, I will say I kind of went in a cheat mode. Um, was it two weekends ago? Beat the game and I finished the uh, so the add-on of Royale, the main like crux of that is actually post game. So once you beat like the original game, wow. they actually add on an additional semester. So most of the so the game is based around for anybody that doesn't know, it's like part of it's um, visual novel, like slice of life anime. Part of it is like Pokemon, rock paper scissors with uh, these things called personas, where you it, it's basically the um, the the feeling of somebody is like passion. You know, the, the what may, somebody drives somebody. So that's what their persona is. And your main character can have multiple personas. And then the people that are in your party um, basically just have one persona. Like one character's drive is to uh, break out of her shell. One character's drive is to uh, prove that she's on her, her own person. One is pretty much just to be a rebel, like goofy guy. It's kind of the joke character. Um, so your character can collect different personas as you go through. Um, and there's another – well, I guess that's mainly, like, the two main parts of it. Um, and the Royale, they uh, – like I said, they add in a new semester. So you can kind of build up all your confidants, which are, like, your um, your social links to get upgrades for, like – when you go into – instead of dungeons, they call it palaces because you break into somebody's heart. It feels like an anime trying to describe it where, like – it's like trying to describe a dream to somebody where to you it makes perfect sense, <laughs> but to everybody else it's like, 
Mm-hmm. Like I, my wife watched me play part of it, and she's like, "Nope, I don't get it." I was like, "Yeah, but you know, this one guy, blah blah." blah. She was like, "Nope, not at all." <laughs> it makes total sense. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, um, you can since you can build up most of your confidence in the main game, that last stretch of the game where you have free days where you can do activities like um, hang out with people, wash your clothes, um, get a massage from your teacher. Uh, <laughs> uh, hang on. <laughs> no, no, no. We're moving past that. No, um, you, no, no we're not. No. You go see your your nurse girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I like how you I like how you prime the pump with washing clothes and then try oh. to sneak in, get a massage from your teacher. <laughs> she wears a, she wears a uh, like a French maid outfit, and she's and she oh goes in your, she goes in your room. <laughs> So I, I still live with my in-laws. That's perfectly fine. Well, my mother-in-law was watching our kid, and I'm at, like, you know that scene where, like, or, like, movies or whatever you try to watch, and just somebody walks in at the exact worst possible opportunity? Yeah. So there's something called, like, mementos, where you can go down there to kind of grind, where if you're not in a palace, you can go to mementos. Where after mm-hmm. you come out of the mementos, you have to go to bed for the night, unless you've pushed your teacher confidant to the furthest area where you can (laughs) where you can when you come out of the mementos you can ask her for a massage to help you relax and feel refreshed and as said pointed out she is in a maid costume and she is giving you your back massage so my daughter bursts through the door and my mother-in-law comes in and i'm just like i hit the ps home button as quickly as i can i was like uh, do you guys need something like <laughs> looking like the worst possible? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Anyways, I don't know how detracted I've gotten. I think my original point was, um, I was trying to make it through that last semester, and I was like, I no longer care about the social links. So I called my, for better parts of the game, I called my three almost four year old in. I was like, Hey, we're gonna play this game. It's called Hit X as quickly as you can. So whenever there's a cutscene, I gave her the controller. And I made her just hit the X button, skipping all of the dialogue. And I was just like, yep, we're maxing up as much as we can, and then we're going to go to the final <laughs> boss. And that's how I was able to probably skip like an hour worth of the game. Um, so those are some tangents on the game. For anybody who's interested in playing and actually wants to know more, the mechanics of it, like I said, it's like uh, all of your teammates get their own Pokemon, which is the Persona. Um, there's like uh, one of them is like electric and electric beats or electric's more of a move to shock somebody but it's basically like uh, Seb help me out here I know fire beats ice oh uh, I don't remember like that was yeah there's, so there's it's, things it's, like it's not as, I don't think it's as simple as Pokemon I think it's like I think it's wind like, beats electric kind of reverse yeah something like yeah um, like so you that, can yeah, basically like you'll have enemies that have weaknesses, which is like the first tier of like gameplay. Where as long as you know the character's yeah. weakness, you can knock them down and take them out very quickly. Yeah. yeah. As you get to a late game, you sort of get into these places where they're not weak to anything. So what you have to do is mm-hmm. like uh, have an ice power that can freeze them, and then you hit them with the physical attack. So it's yeah. basically like a lot of combos. Mm-hmm. Like no real spoilers, but like the last um, boss of Royale. Mm-hmm. You, if you, so when you do that, where you hit affect them with one move, say like ice, and you freeze them, um, you can do a baton pass, which is instead of it growing in turn order, you can automatically give it to one of the people in your party. If yeah. you're not baton passing the last boss, you won't beat it. You have to like succinctly like every move, like 
knock them down with something, 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 and keep passing it, or else like you're you're not gonna win. That last fight, yeah. Which we all know JRPGs, right? Um, how many phases are there in the last boss of a JRPG fight? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me why that last fight took me an hour and I had wings all prepped to go. I was like, all right, when this hits the final cutscenes, I'm going to eat these wings. So that last fight took me an hour. I was like, I'm going to go heat up my wings. I get them. I bring them upstairs. I got like, let's just say 15 minutes worth of cutscenes. Second phase of boss. Second out of like three or four. I had to put my wings down, wipe my hands off. I was like... <laughs> I am not ready for this whatsoever, but yeah. I hope the final boss is a court battle against that teacher, but it almost <laughs> definitely isn't. <laughs> uh, well, think about Persona though; it's it's a very adult series. Like people don't realize that. Like there's a lot of phallic imagery and very sexual themes. Like yeah. it's a very adult RPG. Like yeah. So like one of the um, they're all based off of like all the personas are based off of different myths or lore. And um, one of them is a phallic symbol on, a, like, a chariot wagon. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my wife about how, like, um, which I beat it. I beat it Easter weekend, actually. That's how I know for sure. Because I felt bad. I'm a religious person, but, like, I have more of, like, a uh, Kevin Smith's dogma view on religion. Like, God has to have a sense of humor. If he doesn't, then we're all kind of screwed. But that's just me personally. Um I was beating it during Easter weekend, and my main persona was Lucifer, and I just kept icing the last boss. And I felt like a tinge of like maybe I shouldn't be doing this on having my on like main main persona be Lucifer on Easter weekend. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so like, um, where was I going with that? I'm sorry, Seb. What were you saying prior? <laughs> uh, no, I was just saying it was a very adult oh. uh, RPG. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was talking to my wife about how, like, they're all, like, pulled from different, like, myths and backgrounds. And then she brought up that phallic one. I was like, nope, apparently that's from something. I'm not going to Google it, but I know for sure that's from some myth or something. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, Persona is a great game. It's, like, my top five game of the generation. I fought for it against these you, guys. You fought for it very hard. I, did, yeah. did it win Best Soundtrack? It won best soundtrack because of me, because they wanted yeah. Final Fantasy VII, which I love yeah, and I love. It's my so. favorite soundtrack of all time, but but the remake was just like kind of a rehash of the original. So I so I gave it to Persona Five because it was new. I still so, don't know how you won that fight. Because uh, I'm just good that way. We we talked about it before getting on air, but like we're both wearing Naruto shirts. Believe uh, it. So with that said, there is a new final song in Royale. Look it up. I think you just probably type in Persona 5, Five Royale uh, Believe into YouTube. Oh, man, I thought that main track was good. The one that, like, I thought I'd get sick of, like, 30 hours in. I'm like, man, I'm eventually going to get tired of this song. Never got tired of it. The the Believe song that they added, thousand times better. It's so good. Talk to them. Tell them. Yep. It, it's one good. of the best soundtracks ever. I still don't know the words to it. It's just... <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> so I beat Persona Five Royale. Not really sure what else to share other than yes, they'll be sending your medal in the mail. Did you get the plat? Did you get the platinum? I think I made it with trophies. I think I made it like seventy-three percent. I'm not right. going for platinum of that game because you have to do say, the game. You're not plus. done yet. You're not done yet. No, I'm I gonna, think. Uh, yeah. 
I, I think Royal uh, Royale is like easier platinum than the original. I think uh, you, you, I think you only have to play like a quarter of the game to get the platinum. Like a lot of people have the platinum, surprisingly. Actually. Are you a quarter of the game for the second playthrough? I think it's either half or a quarter for the second playthrough. You don't have to really do much. Okay. It's not as bad as the first one, I don't think. I won't necessarily say who because it feels like it could be a spoiler for some people who want to go in super blind. But there's a secret boss fight if you play New Game Plus, which I wanted to try, but I got my fill. I'm done. I'll wash yeah, my yeah. hands of it. I will wait pers for Persona 6. And the secret <laughs> yeah. boss battle is the court fight with the teacher. Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes a Phoenix Wright game at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I there's, do, I, there, there's the teacher, and then there's the um, there's the nurse who wants to try clinical studies on you, which the teacher's bad enough, but so your um your magic is basically based off SP, which I can't remember what that stands for or if they even tell you. But the nurse performs experiments on you to better her medicine and to like help you buy things for like SB. She was the first confidant I went after and maxed out. So she was my first relationship. And yeah, that felt uncomfortable because she would knock me out with drugs. And then like when we wake up, it would be like more and more of like romance added in. I'm like, this feels highly <laughs> uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. That's a little bit <laughs> We talked, or um, I talked about it with somebody recently, where um, the game makes you want to max them out because it gives you more port perks. So after I started like dating the nurse lady, and I started like <laughs> trying to build up like the perks for the other like uh, female characters that you can date, before you hit that relationship status, there's a bubble that pops up that says, "Choose your word carefully." I'm I already have a girlfriend, and I was just like. I am not going to choose my words carefully. Let's get that perk. Let's max out these personas. <laughs> so I ended up with six girlfriends. I'm not proud, but that's a thing. That's true. You do. <laughs> oh. I do. I, if you like Persona Five, I do really recommend Persona Four because it, it's, it's people. I, I know a lot of people that actually like it better than Five. So and get it while you can if you have a Vita because you know they're getting rid of all the Vita games. Uh, but it is on Steam now, so. Definitely, I definitely recommend it. But I don't know if you're up for another hundred-hour game, but yeah, it's, I it's really good. I was going to watch the um since my wife was kind of out of the loop the whole time. I was like, look, there's a Persona Five anime. Just uh, watch that with me. You like Death Note? They're probably the same thing. That so, anime was that, a lot of people didn't really care for the Persona Five anime because it, they said the animation is really stiff and uh, it definitely it definitely didn't live up to the hype, but. It's not. It's worth checking out though. If you if you're coming fresh off the game though, it's cool to see everything animated. I mean, it's but based yeah. off one of the most stylized, cool looking games I think ever. Like if if you're gonna fight for the soundtrack, I think just as much you would have to fight for the graphics and the yeah. fidelity of how cool Five looks. So yeah. I don't think any anime could hold like yeah. You know, hold I think up to it. Exactly. I think that was the big criticism that the game their game is so stylish and fluid and fun, and the anime is stiff. Yeah. But I brought that up because there is a anime of Persona 4 Golden, which I plan to there watch. There is, yes. So I'm not going to yeah. play the game. I'll watch yeah. the anime and wait for Persona 6. Gotcha. <laughs> so that's been my last four months of gameplay. Great. So that's all you've been playing? Um, When I finally beat that, I started on Yakuza Like a Dragon, and I did finally boot up... Uh, course it's a switch game so i'm sorry but i did pro boot up monster hunter rise which has been quite fun 
we talk yeah. about Xbox and Nintendo a lot on this podcast, so don't feel too bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. so as I think as Preston pointed out in our April Fools' episode, PS Premiere actually stands for PlayStation Sucks Premiere. So. <laughs> it, it does feel like we ran about PlayStation a lot, and today's yeah. going to be no exception. So. <laughs> yeah, I think last week you were dunking hard on them, Seb. Wait, wait till tonight. Wait till tonight. Oh, oh we'll get there. Um, but yeah, uh, Bob, I love them. You? Don't get me wrong. <laughs> what about you, Bob? What have you been playing? Uh, well, uh, I I'm I'm kind of dabbling if a little anything. bit all over the place. Uh, <laughs> so I did beat Yakuza Like a Dragon. Um, uh, that was kind of my beginning of the year game. You know, I beat it maybe a month or so ago. Probably my game of the year at this point. Really, really good. Charming as heck. I'm not going to spoil anything with the story, but just the side characters are so wacky and fun like it's the world feels lived in in a really fun way but at the same time every battle and every enemy you face is so over the top and wacky like the the duality of this really serious mafia story in like a kind of a gritty world like a modern world mixed with like you face you know hobos that are using uh, umbrellas as swords and trash can lids as shields as little knights as they run up to you like it's amazing uh really really had a ton of fun with it all the characters are very very good i think it ends in a really satisfying way again i'm not going to go into any further detail there but thoroughly thoroughly loved it i haven't hit that point yet but um your 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 wizard in your party is a homeless man isn't it yes yeah, I think that's a quick sentence to kind of tell people, like, you can get in for a weird ride of, that, like, RPG love and lore, but, like, wackiness. That that guy, Namba, is my favorite character in that whole game. <laughs> he has an arc that is very, very good. Uh, again, I'll what, leave uh, it there. What platform did you play it on? Uh, PS, uh, well, technically it's a PS4 version, but I played it on PS5. Nice. Uh, I think they're doing the next-gen upgrade probably as soon as i beat it like i think it's supposed to be relatively soon yeah. i think they already um, did it was it like march 1st or something oh see i probably beat yeah. it like the day before that came out uh <laughs> knowing my luck <laughs> um but again couldn't recommend it higher higher uh, really really enjoyed it um but after i beat that because that was like 60 hours or something absurd at least for me like i, I usually don't play games to that level um i'm starting to dip into a little bit of octopath traveler uh which popped up on game pass it's always been on a list of like you know games i want to play because it's very 16-bit rpg but done in today's world so it's a lot of amazing pixel art uh very final fantasy 6 and 5 inspired um it's you know no surprise eight main characters that you have to collect and uh, with like a 3d world but all the sprite based characters and enemies are in it very again i'm early on in it so like i'm not going to give a full analysis but very very yeah. charming and very very fun so far yeah that's i just, I just go ahead Jim. that's one of those games uh that's on my list similar to your list uh but quite a little bit different it's on my list of games that i would really quite like to play but probably never will I actually, I, I actually just downloaded it on Game Pass on PC, so I'm definitely gonna yep. jump into that this week. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it. the The stories, you know, just like any RPG, kind of take their time, and maybe a couple of them meander more than I would like them to. Yeah, like you know, we know you, we know where this is going, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but really, really fun. Uh, yeah, and the battle system is so simple, but like 
yeah deeper I, than you'd think it would be like yeah i wanted to i wanted to get it on switch but i just couldn't pull the trigger for 60 bucks that's what it was 60 bucks still on steam yeah. and then they said it was on game pass and i'm like oh thank goodness i'm not paying yeah. 60 bucks for this yeah. uh Exactly. You're, you're talking about the graphics earlier. I always think of that game as like a 2.5D game <laughs> where Very they just go so. with the sprites, but they give like depth of field to everything that they do. I think my plan of action with that game, since I said like last year, I was just like, oh, I do like JRPGs. And I my two best friends have like loved that game, tried to sell me on it multiple times, but I just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. I think the, uh, what is it, triangle strategy? Um, yeah. I think I'm going to give Triangle Strategy a shot. And uh, if I play through that and beat it, then I'll get Octopath. Yeah. I, I think it's from the same people as Octopath, but they were like, we want to just redo Final Fantasy Tactics. And that is yeah. so up my alley. I'm definitely <laughs> getting that. It's, um, it's funny. Like a couple of weeks ago, we were on the podcast, we were talking about uh, the worst video game names. Uh, and I, that's not one of them. It's not great. They're not sticking but... with Project Triangle. They're, they're not sticking with it. <laughs> yeah, that's probably wise. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I did start playing a little bit of Pac-Man 99, which just came out on uh, Switch, free-to-play. Of course, you're, uh, a, you're a, a how many times winner of the Mario one? Uh, that, <clears throat> that would be a 45-time Mario 35 champion. I don't even think I've played that 45 times. <laughs> I unlocked Luigi, secret character in that game. You have to beat every level, but from 1-1 to 8-4, and the levels hit you randomly as you play that game. So you have to play a lot of it to be able to just randomly stumble onto all of them. Uh, yeah, that was my game of the year last year. Um, but Pac-Man 99, pretty okay. Not quite as good, but every game takes you about two minutes, or if you win three minutes <laughs> uh like i've already i've won twice it's pretty challenging i've got to say if they throw a lot at you it's not your it's not your grandfather's pac-man here um free to play very potato chip battle royal type game uh i'm definitely going to play more of it because it's so, the perfect like i got 10 minutes let me get a couple of rounds in so, so hang on we've got uh pac-man it's 99 pac-man 99 uh, yeah with a flake uh <laughs> the mario one and uh, tetris 99 is, is it the same company developing all these that's a good question uh i know they're all if they're not the same company making it it's definitely nintendo just swiping them up and you yeah. know releasing them free on their online so yeah. my gut tells me they are but i have very little to back that up yeah it's such a yeah. bizarre it, thing it, yeah it's the same people that made uh tetris 99 yeah, okay, nice. That it is, is uh, Akira, Arika, Arika. So I, I imagine they're going to keep coming out with these as long as people keep playing them. I, right, what, I'm first in line every time. What so do you think? I'm a the, uh, what do you think the next one's going to be? Uh, uh, what's that? Space Asteroids Space ninety nine or something? Space Invaders ninety nine. Space Invaders. I would say Contra. That's Contra. Contra would Contra be 99. really good, actually. That'd be a good one. Yeah. They do have a skin for because it's uh you know a Namco game uh, that they they put out here so it's a lot, uh, Pac-Man ninety nine so it's a lot of skins for two bucks you can be like okay now instead of Pac-Man you're Galaga the little spaceship in Galaga I'm and you have to avoid four other Galaga. ships and the one that I 
I'm going to buy it. You play as Dig Dug and you have to avoid four little balloon men. And I'm 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 a Dig Dug fiend. Oh, <laughs> oh, Dig, Dig Dug's amazing. Like that's a game is so addicting. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, but that's enough of my old man corner here of talking about <laughs> how much fun Dig Dug is. Uh, this feels like a uh, a weird pull for a side note, but uh, Tim Rogers for the um, action button, he does very very long, very very long reviews on things. He did like a four hour review deep dive on Pac Man that I recommend anybody check out mm-hmm. if they have four hours set aside. Listen, Miss Pac Man is I think still my favorite game of all time. Like I I made a list a little while ago, and it's just I don't know <laughs> I, I I could go off on it, but it. If for its scope, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, sure. But also, uh, real quick in the in the other realm, uh, I've started Fuser, that DJ game. Oh right. I'm addicted to that thing. I'm. Pl- it's on place. It's on everything. I think it's on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. But I'm playing it on PC. So addictingly fun. Uh, I can't stop. Like every time I go, eh, I'll just, I'll play around. I'll play one thing. I end up doing three hours. Like, it's so easy to just get lost in that and be in your chair, just grooving and dancing to all the different songs that you're placing. Like, so uh, the, here's the thing sorry, for, with this game for me. Um, as fun as it does look, uh, based on all the, the trailers and the gameplay I've seen, because obviously Harmonix, the developer behind it, is the same company that made uh, the Rock Band games and the early Guitar Hero games. Um, but the thing that I keep picking up from this trailer is that it doesn't look as sort of engaging as those games because obviously it's a totally different thing it's not like uh, notes coming down a track that you have to hit in time it's you're sort of mixing these songs together um, yeah like where's where's the the sort of satisfaction in that that's actually a good point i i could definitely see a major criticism of it being there is no like technical game here (laughs) because like they'll give you points for like hitting stuff on beat or like you know it'll go boom 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 and if you hit it on the then you get extra points because if you're switching out parts of the song off beat or off key it's not going to sound as well and they kind of dock you points for it so you know the the actual campaign of the game they'll be like oh I want to hear a pop song or I want to hear something and they'll give you points for that. But really the the biggest satisfaction of this is just knowing in your heart, you made a really cool song. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I'm enjoying it the most. There's, there's a mode, like there's a battle mode. There's a campaign mode. I, campaign is basically one long tutorial for the game. So it's worth going through, but I've never touched the battle mode. I've never touched a lot of the features on this game. The best part of it is it's called co-op freestyle where you go online and up to four people plus viewers can be in a room and it's like if us four are all playing it's my turn i get 64 bars that's my time to shine i'm gonna play whatever i want you guys can click your little emotes if you like what i do or don't click anything if you don't like what i do you can request stuff you can be like play something from the 80s and if i don't i'm docked points and if i do it'll go up and after my 64 bars, whatever I have laid out on the track, whatever instrumentals and vocals and whatever, it passes along. And then one of you goes and then you get your 64 bars. And so you're just sitting there listening to someone else. And like, is it a game at that point? No, I'm just watching you play. But you're watching people mix these songs in ways that I could never have thought of. And you're like, oh, this is so good. 
I'm going to hit a screenshot button and save that for later. And you can instantly add it to your little cart of tracks. Like it, yeah. it's, it's very ungame like It's very much just like a musical. It's like more Mario paint music maker than it is anything else, but in a very intuitive and fun way. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Um, the, the sort of single player thing is, I think that's something I would probably put down after five minutes personally but that multiplayer thing that you were just talking about um that sounds so much more fun like it reminds it reminds me of this i don't know if you guys ever heard of this uh this website that used to be a thing called plug dj where you Mm. could kind of jump on uh like a server with some other people and take turns playing music videos on youtube um yeah so it was kind of like a uh, a, a play like a joint playlist that you could all just listen to music and they had these wee characters uh, in a, like a DJ booth that would get swapped out and everything like that kind of reminds me of that except you're the one making the music yeah, and like that it, sounds like so much fun it really was there was a stream uh, last week or I don't know at this time is a construct um, of uh, the, the person who I fully blame for bringing me into this is Leo Vader who just recommended it highly and it was on sale a couple of weeks ago and i was like sure i'll pick it up for while well, it's on sale and now i'm obsessed with it so he did a, a a stream and he was like hey anybody who adds me as a friend infuser in the game will join on on the join in on the twitch stream and we're all going to do a four-player co-op freestyle together and just seeing a twitch chat of like oh my god that was so fire oh when he dropped the vocal mix oh who who would have thought you'd solo you know satisfaction mixed with hot stuff all at the same time like uh it's 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 just pure fun it is pure musical fun you know what i mean like do you know how many like songs are in the game quite a few i i've played it a lot in the last couple of weeks yeah. and i haven't even unlocked all of them cuz as you level up you get like yeah. here's 400 points and a song is like 200 points so yeah. um there's probably a total of like 120 at this point like i have a selection of maybe 70 or so uh but you you know as you when you go into a set you can only bring maybe 30 or so Mm -hmm. into it so it also is a a, a thing of like well which 30 am i gonna take well i gotta know my audience they're gonna want some some latin jams let me pick a couple of these or uh, i gotta go more old school or i gotta go more rock focused like there's nothing like a Wu Tang beat and like killing in the name of vocals over top of it to really light an audience ablaze. But so it, yeah. So, so it has a wide range of genres. Like okay, it goes back good. to like 1960s country songs. Like it has wow. Jolene, I think, is Dolly Parton song in there, and then yeah, yeah 2020s music, Pitbull, 50 Cent, like very yeah. wide range of everything. And you've got like the, the meme songs in there as well, you know. Like all star oh, yeah. and all star never, never... Mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, call, call me maybe is in there. Like a, a lot of the the memes, but you'd be shocked that uh, like baseline to all star. Ah, <laughs> you <laughs> can mix that song. with a lot. Yeah. Since I've heard about it, it, it's reminded me of um anybody who listens to like early two thousands like Warp Tour music, like uh emo stuff or alternative music. Like uh, I don't know if it was one guy or what, but uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, there used to be songs done by Legion of Doom that would match two songs together, <clears throat> and it would be like a, a Taking Back Sunday and Census Fail song or a, a Sage Francis and Dashboard Confessional song. 
where it was just like this works perfectly and i was always like in love with um like again i don't know if it's a person or a group but i was always in love with their ability to do that and it yeah. sounds like that's what fuser does and it's making me more interested in doing it but you're saying it's more so a tool than an actual gameplay mechanics like on a spectrum of one to ten like i mean if it's if like 90 looking... tool I, not even 90 percent. i i would say maybe lower than that but it's you know, if, if you're looking for a guitar hero type experience where it's like, oh, I only got four stars. Let me go back and replay this like it that that really doesn't matter. Like <laughs> as long as you know you made a good song and you see the emotes start flying like it doesn't matter what score they give me. You know what so I mean? It's like playing an NES game. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like what score did I get in Mario one? I don't know, but they keep score. Like, did you beat it or not? That's, yeah. <laughs> that's the goal. There's a lot of great videos on YouTube that combine songs. Like there's a Ed Sheeran and Disturbed together and Taylor mm -hmm. Swift and Korn. So it's, it's amazing. Yeah. It really, anyone, it really works too. Anyone who lived through that, like, yeah, 2004, 2005 of like, you know, here's Jay-Z mixed with Linkin Park. Yeah. Like, here, here's <laughs> the mashup amazing. of like Beatles and Jay-Z. Like, like they, I think that's a lot of what really sparked people's interest in this kind of stuff. And yeah. now it's, you know, amazing how much you can do with just four tracks. You know, every song is three instrumentals and a vocal. You can mix and match however you want. You can just have four vocals if you want. Like, there's nothing stopping you. It's yeah. Uh, I I really 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 like it. Uh, does this game does this game have a lot of like DLC and stuff though? Because these kind of games tend to do that. Uh... Yes, that's the one. I I know I don't even want to call it a downside because it's it's still so much fun, but it has a lot of DLC songs. Uh, yeah. And they're all about a buck ninety nine a pop. Yeah. So like you can get numb by Lincoln Park, but it's going to cost you two bucks. Or you can get yeah. like some brand new whatever song, but it's going to cost you two bucks. So yeah. like it's very addicting to go in there and just be like, oh, all right, just one. All right, just one more. Yeah. Like I've probably spent about fifteen or twenty bucks on DLC at this point, just just for this game. But but when you're dropping that you know vocals from lincoln park to replace in like you know uh, uh i don't know mumford and sons or something it, it just it feels so that good would be pretty fire <laughs> so is it is it like two bucks for one song it's two bucks for one song but then that's yeah. completely your and again yeah. you can just get the base experience and unlock songs with points and and have yeah. tons of fun uh but they they give you those you know carrots on a on a string dangling in front of you oh, and yeah they work. i can re i can relate because i i love i love beat saber and you know i'm cr crazy and i'm so tempted to buy songs on there like i i'll end up spending a hundred dollars i don't control myself on that game yeah. that's that's the slippery side but as a game as an experience as a you know whatever two thumbs up like it is so wildly different from anything else out there right now I, I i recommend it very highly if you're in that kind of musically inclined uh camp and it went on sale for 50 percent off a couple weeks ago it'll do they'll do it again like pick it up then nice uh yeah so that's all you've been playing that's all i've been playing <laughs> right um yeah so why i've been playing um i don't know if you guys have heard of this uh, little indie game called dreams uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I hear tell of dreams. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm a big fan of dreams. 
Uh, and I go back to it every now and then. Uh, so I've been playing this uh, this little game that someone made in Dreams, right? Uh, it's called Slice. And it's basically... Uh, it's kind of like The Messenger meets Celeste. It's kind of what it feels like. So it's a 2D platform hmm. where you play as this ninja and you have to slice through these little blocks. And you can use the uh, the slice as like a jump for platforming challenges and that kind of thing. Um, and it's just this really simple, fun gameplay. And it's it's amazing that somebody made this in Dreams. Like, it feels a little stiff. Um, so you could tell it was made in Dreams. Because uh, a lot of them have that kind of jank to them. But yeah. it, like it's a fun game. Uh, and it's got like five stages. And it's it you know it has depth. And it feels like professionally designed. Um, so yeah, it's a really sort of fun game. Um, it, it doesn't like Celeste a lot. Like the gameplay looks really fun. Oh, did you find look, did you find fun. a video of it? Yeah, yeah, I have I have my Mac in front of me, so I always look up stuff right. when you guys are talking. Like, I want to see what you guys are talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks a lot like uh, Celeste. It looks really good though. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but the music as well is is really nice. I think there's only like one or two tracks. Um, but it's really nice. It's like this this constant beat, and then every now and then a voice comes in and says slice and it's just this really <laughs> satisfying loop um you gotta drop yeah. that in a fuser yeah oh, exactly the slice soundtrack <laughs> i'll put some benny vanassi over top of it it'll be club banger incredible <laughs> uh yeah no but there's there's some difficulty spikes and some punishing checkpoints as well um but all in all it feels like a pretty well-balanced experience so uh and like you know th- this is why i recommend everyone check out dreams i mean there's a demo as well of dreams in case you didn't know um it's it's a no-brainer it really is uh i i I definitely i bought it on on ps4 and i i loved my time with it but it's uh i i should check back more to be honest with you yeah that's that is the thing like i i don't play it for any long periods of time i only check in with it every now and then but you Mm. know that's enough for me i feel like that's what the game is sort of designed for yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah. Other than that, I I've been playing some Sleeping Dogs on PC, um, because somebody uh made a camera tool, uh for Sleeping Dogs, so you can take photos in it now on PC. Um, Ooh. and it lo- it looks surprisingly good. You throw a black and white filter on that bad boy, uh, you know, mess with the the time of day settings and everything like that, it holds up. <laughs> Uh yeah, so I've also been playing a little bit of Uno. Uh, I listen. Uh, if Uno came out this year, it would be a serious contender for my game of the year. Um, like Uno, some of the, Uno's great. So. Yeah, Uno's some, fantastic. Some of the most fun I have these days is on. Uno. Am I out of the loop, or are we talking about Uno? We're talking yeah, about Uno. Uno. <laughs> We're talking yeah. Uno. Now here's my question to you. Uh. uh... Do you play with the? I, I assume the online version of Uno, right? Yes. The, yes. Okay. <laughs> You're not just like <laughs> passing cards through a window or whatnot. <laughs> um, but they have all these optional rules in the online version of Uno that I never knew existed. Like zeros, everyone passes their cards one space to the right, and sevens yep. make you swap your hands with anyone else, and multiple ones like that. Do you play with those kind of wacky rules? Or are you going all the time? Vanilla Uno. Oh, no. Yeah. It's so much more fun that way, right? It is, right? Like we tried playing, uh, my friends and I, we tried playing with those off. It just was nowhere near as fun because like just it's it's not about the game being fair, it's just about the chaos 
you know <laughs> like somebody's yeah. like two people are on uno and then all of a sudden somebody throws a, a zero and a couple sevens and everyone's back to square one like i was <laughs> i was playing yeah. earlier and you know we we had a round to go on for 40 minutes because nobody could stay on uno and <laughs> uh, like it got to the point where we were all trying to help one person win just to, to make just it to stop get it over with just to get it over <laughs> with like that sounds like Mario Party set of like rules where like you think you won and then they give like six gold stars to somebody else for no apparent reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know it's because even when we were trying to get one person to win, like we were there was three of us and it fills out the fourth slot with an AI, um, so the AI just kept screwing everything up even though we were trying to <laughs> plan this thing. Um, but the th- the thing I really want to talk about with you know is the soundtrack for the uh, the online version of it oh. is incredible. It's like this smooth jazz that just plays constantly and when somebody gets you know it ramps up like the the intensity of it, it gets really more energy and when somebody else gets you know it ramps up again and it just keeps going and it's just one of the best and I, i'm not joking one of the best soundtracks it i've ever heard it in, is. A, in a game wow it's really Hot tape. I love it. yeah <laughs> it's really something else uh, I, have, I have i have it on switch yeah it's really it's really fun yeah so I, I recommend anyone try out the uh, the online version of Uno on, on PlayStation. It's very, very fun. So if next you... week you're gonna play so next week you're gonna play Solitaire and uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's go through all the card games. Now are there any uh teachers romancing you in Uno or is this just a pure <laughs> there were a like couple. Gotcha. What's, gotcha. That, uh, what's that super bundle pack you can buy of the Switch that has like 40 different old school games in it? I am not familiar with that. that. I don't know. Yeah, there, there's some pack you can buy of the Switch where it has a bunch of like old games. Um, some like foreign ones from like uh, Japan and stuff like that. Like even stuff like I think Connect 4 is in there. But uh, yeah, that, that that felt like a tempting buy to me. Clubhouse. Yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah. Clubhouse. Yeah. Mm. How many does it show you how many games are in that? Uh it says fifty-one. Yeah. Fifty-one worldwide classics, it says. That's the name. That's the title, the whole title. <laughs> Clubhouse games, fifty-one worldwide classics. Great. Even has backgammon, apparently. Yeah. Uh right. So that's all I've been playing. Um so that brings us to the end of uh that segment. Uh we don't have any impressions this week, so we're just gonna go straight to a word from our sponsor. This episode of PS Premiere is brought to you by Passive Aggressiveness. Isn't it great when you can count on your friends and they're always there for you and they never say anything mean about you or distort your words or make you think that you actually believe something that you don't believe at all? And isn't it really great when- Yeah, so we're gonna get to the news in a second. Um, I, I should mention though, I didn't mention in the intro, but I should mention uh, Dory's taking a week off this week because uh, I, if you watched last week's episode, I absolutely roasted her in the intro. So, <laughs> that's why. Um, Recovering <laughs> from those sick burns. Exactly. Rest in peace. But anyway, um, yeah, so the first, the first piece of news that we should get to is that E3, we talked about E3 last week, but it's always fun to talk about E3, and also they confirmed that they're going digital, and it's going to be uh, June 12th to June 15th. Apparently, Sony and EA have not signed on to participate, and I've written in brackets in the show notes here, boo. Because um, <laughs> I'm not happy about that. 
Uh, does anyone have any thoughts? I mean, I'm happy it's back. Honestly, as much as I think last year and maybe even maybe slightly the year before E3 became a little bit of a punchline um, where they were like, oh, look, they're just they're letting fans in and they're buying all these, you know, dab on my haters grave Fortnite shirts or whatever they would do. Like, I don't care about all of that. I think <laughs> whether it's a, a just a digital thing, whether it's a real event the 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 spirit of it is all i really care about in that this is just giving developers and publishers a chance to to you know like like simba at the edge of a cliff just be like look look at this beautiful thing i made isn't this cool and having the internet in unison say meh (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, exactly Um, but i i personally love that i love looking at things and being like don't care don't care oh that though i never you know i never knew this game existed and now i'm its number one fan or i'm a i'm a big fan of this franchise and now i can't wait for this one like just all those reveals it's so much it's so much base fun and that's that's the thing um like i don't need it to be set up by the esa and have an e3 logo on it i just need some big press conferences all in the same weekend just give, give me all right next to each other so i can take a few days off work yeah i i have a hot take about the naming convention what what is it uh e3 it was electronic uh entertainment uh, expo entertainment yeah it used to be electronic entertainment expo it's now electronic entertainment experience oh okay why like picture this right electronic entertainment it was expo right why did they not just like throw a logo up, throw a date up, and just E3, and then have the electronic uh, entertainment expo, right? And then go through and then like have some past stuff about it, like, you know, past events and highlights and things like that. And then do that hacker thing where it blinks in and out, and then it crosses out the three, and it throws up a new logo of E4 where it's electronic exp- <laughs> it, it, entertainment expo experience. Why didn't they just rebrand it as E4? It's E4 now. It's, it's one better. Than <laughs> yeah, like, where were they just like, hey, we threw away the old way. We're going, it's an experience now. Come with us. Like, they even I would have up- been all down. Yeah, they even upgrade the letter and they make it F4. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> it's all down. It's all one better. F5, a clean refresh. Ah, I, I would have been down. I like that one. I like that one. <laughs> <F5. laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I'm 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 sad about Sony uh, and EA. Not I mean, look, EA technically hasn't participated in uh, the last E3. I think they just did their own event at the same time, which which is like I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's kind of doing it. You know, it's like I'm not going to your music festival. But if you look to your right, I've set up a small yeah. stage <laughs> where I'm putting on my show. Not yeah. your festival, though. It's my yeah. show. It's like, yeah. it's like, we know what you're doing there. It's like Live Aid when Dire Straits signed on to do Live Aid, but they actually had their own concert just down the road at the same yeah. time that they had booked before Live Aid became a thing. So they had to, they, they had, they came to do their set for Live Aid, but then they had to rush back with all their equipment to go and. <laughs> you know give a show to to all the people all the people who would have rather been alive but they'd already bought the tire straits tickets (laughs) that's just ea at the corner only that they had 
uh, the EA one had like Greg Miller hosting, and he was like, you know, he's crazy in general, but like he was like really on it. Like he was like the Joker. Like he was like he was just hamming it up the whole time. Like he was Greg Miller, like Super Saiyan Greg Miller. Like it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, EA is still like that conference was still bad though. Like they talked about Madden for like twenty five minutes with like no gameplay. Yeah, they usually do. They usually it was, like a five second, it was a five-second teaser, and then they I mean, went to the next. Do, do we think, like, do people who generally, and I'm kind of generalizing here, but do people who generally enjoy sports games watch these conferences? No. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. No. Because yeah. most, <laughs> you know, most games, I, I guess I'm generalizing too, is that most sports gamers tend to be like casuals that don't really follow gaming news as much they just see the new madden coming out in august and then they get it you know same thing with nba 2k it always comes out the same month so and to be fair and and this isn't like a dunk on sports games or whatever i've played a lot of nfl blitz in my day but like you know a jump between like madden 21 and 22 or whatever the name of convention they're going to use this year like it's not the same as like call of duty world war 2 versus call of duty modern warfare where like it's not going to be like this year's madden it's all in 1955 (laughs) and they're going to have those old-fashioned leather helmets you know they know what the game is going to be more or less obviously there's improvements graphical updates gameplay updates all you know systems whatever but you more or less know what you're signing on for when you get you know fifa 22 versus 21 yeah there was there was one year they called it madden 25 in like 2014 or 2013 which is the worst 25th anniversary it's gonna be be so confusing in a couple years yeah three years from now they're gonna be like why did we do this we thought we'd be retired by this they're just gonna throw in the towel at 24 that's it they thought xfl would take over at that point Give the rock a couple years. He's got time. <laughs> I really miss. I really miss NFL 2K uh, series because they actually tried. EA has the license to like monopoly now, and so it's just they don't. They don't need to try anymore because these games always sell. And I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm guilty. I buy Madden every year, so just my guilty pleasure. So fair enough. Uh, blame we've, all, me. we've all got those games. I mean, I still buy. Yeah. Uh, I still buy Call of Duty every year, even though I spend every other minute that I'm not playing it criticizing it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, kind of a bummer. Um, well, in terms of uh, Sony, though, I've I've said it a longest time though. Sony, Nintendo, and Xbox are all bigger than the E3 themselves, so they don't need E3 at all. Like that's, that's why this well, this is not a surprise at all. Actually, my question is: so um, I know there's a few different studios. I think uh, something Gorilla is one of them, or like Santa Monica. So does that mean like Santa Monica studios would not show up as well? Does that uh, mean like all of those Sony subsidiary yeah. studios? Would yeah, that, show? pretty much, because they'd all be at the Sony. They they'll all do whatever Sony wants them to do because they're all owned by Sony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a bummer to me. Is not getting like I can understand like as a whole Sony Sony not being like okay, here's the first presentation of the PSVR two or something like that. But yeah. knowing that the uh the the studios won't have their own time as E three is kind of disappointing to me. Yeah. yeah, for sure. What what sucks too is that we don't even get the PlayStation experience anymore. Like I look, I used to look really, well, I used to like really look forward to that in December. Like they used to have their whole, like whole con- like a whole like showcase just so, like they can dive into VR for like an hour. You can't even do that on E3. So yeah, that 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 bumps me out more than E3, honestly. Like Matt, and you me- guys, you guys see, I hate fun. Just look at Sony. <laughs> 
That's true. I don't know. Like I said, E3 is a product of the '90s, and I don't. I'm not. I don't have like a, a connection as much anymore, like to it. Like I don't. Just give me like a showcase, and I'm happy. Yeah, I I, I like products of the '90s. I mean, what's I don't know, Bob? What's a good '90s rock band? Uh, Corn. I said yeah. a good Dang '90s it. rock band. <laughs> Dang it! Check and mate, you got me there. Uh, uh, the Marcy's Playground. Stone Temple Pilots. There you go. Nirvana. There you go. Nirvana. Did you just reference Marcy's Playground? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're one song everyone loves. <laughs> Uh, anyway, um, that's that's all good and, and well uh, and sad. Uh, let's move on to uh, Deathloop. Anyone excited for Deathloop? I'm I'm no. vaguely. Uh, I, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, you I'm know, not, I'm not a day one, but I am excited to try it. You eventually. are excited. Well, I have some bad news for you because they've delayed it again to September fourteenth. Hey. I what think I can be quoted as saying I'm not a day one, so they can delay it until January well, 2022. That day one is going to come a little later than you thought it was going <laughs> to. I, uh, you know, it always gets referenced for that famous quote of it's better to just put out a good game late than a bad game forever. So I definitely stand yeah. behind that. I believe uh, the official quote uh, from Miyamoto is yeah. uh, uh, a delayed game is eventually good, but a bad game is usually fixed with a day one patch or a patch <laughs> 1.02. And a little fancy script dash. And it's just a, a logo of CD Projekt Red right behind it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm just not. I'm just not crazy about Arcane Studios' games as much as other people. Like, I'm not. Dishonored just doesn't click with me and Prey was pretty good but it didn't like blow me away or anything like that and that's pretty much it so yeah. I'm I'm 100% in the same camp as you uh, but I will say like this game is and I understand the delays like 100% it, like take all the time you need uh, you know don't don't put anyone's health uh, behind exactly. the game and everything like that yeah. um, right. Right. but this game is really starting to feel like a carrot on a stick because uh, they've like it was supposed to come out in 2019 originally and now it's coming out at the end of 2020. It's kind of like every time we get a little bit closer to release, they push it back again. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if like the, the the Microsoft purchase like kind of took the air out of the like, you know, the air out, like, I don't know how to even word it. Uh, like, the window kind of just, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like they feel like they're, they're kind of like obligated now to be on PlayStation. And they're so, but the whole studio is kind of focused on Microsoft right now. And now this game kind of just like feels like it's in the way. It's like, do you guys get that sense? Like, I wouldn't be shocked if, if internally there was something to that effect where, you know, their team was, I'm just throwing out a number, their team was 50 people and they were like, yeah. all right, here's 10 of them have to go to do this Microsoft thing and this other two need to do this. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're just looking at their calendar going like, I don't know if we're going to make this, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this deadline. So what I think, um, if if I had uh, theorized, the issue that they're running into is probably what my draw to the game is. Like I I like um, was it Dishonored? Um, I didn't play Prey though, um, so I'm not really like hyped about it for any of like the Arcane Studios or anything like that. But the singular mechanic of being able to drop into somebody else's game and you know interrupt that and things like that, 
I know other people that like don't want to touch the game because of that, even though it's a feature, I think you can turn off. But I'm wondering if they're having issues with that because that is a pretty big like mechanic to try to pull off through a yeah. whole game. Yeah, especially considering like, roguelike. especially considering I don't think Arcane have done any multiplayer stuff before. No, Not, nothing comes to mind. No, no. and they, plus they they didn't even announce from the from the get go that Deathloop was going to have this multiplayer. I don't think. I think they just kind of said yeah. like, you know, oh, here's this, you know, assassin mission looping, blah blah blah, and then in the later trailer they announced the multiplayer. Maybe yeah, I'm I think it was like remembering. Seven. Second trailer, I think. We yeah. yeah. And even then, there was a lot of confusion around it. Yeah. Because I got an argument with a friend who, you know, I they, they, they were talking about the game together, and I was just, like, you know, saying that I'm excited about that feature. And they're like, there's no way in a uh, – it's considered, like, kind of a roguelike, right? Like an FPS – well, I guess roguelike would mean procedurally generic. I don't know terms. <laughs> well, I, but my point of it was like you're supposed to die a lot of times and start over to try to finish the campaign. Correct. Um, so I was arguing like, you know, I'm excited for that feature. My friend was like, there's no way they'll allow somebody to drop in, have somebody be at the end boss, and then just like take them out. I was like, yeah. no, that's what they're doing, and I'm excited for it. I'm here for it. Like, it's, yeah. that, And that's the whole like point of it or crux to it. So. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I do think know. like – sorry, I, I do Go think I am um, not a big fan of arcane games, but – the idea that like somebody can hop in your game at any moment and all of a sudden there's this pressure um, yeah. that wasn't there before that you have to deal with. I love, really like that idea. Um, you know, there's there's been sort of versions of that in the past with like uh, Watch Dogs, I think, had something similar to that where somebody could join in your game and cause havoc and hack things and stuff, I believe. Um, but that didn't feel very... Uh, maybe that was just the multiplayer, I can't remember. But that, either way, that didn't feel very... Uh, substantial but something like this this sounds exciting to me if it was a game that i was interested in and maybe i'll give it a shot at some point the, the, thing, the thing about this game for me is like it's just a hard sell for me for 60 bucks you know like this feels like a perfect like service game like i would play on game pass and try it out and, my, and i might really like it but this, i can't but i can't just jump into it for 60 dollars. you know what i mean like it's something i'd really probably enjoy like for 15 bucks or something yeah, I feel like it's a games under twenty kind of sale. For yeah, because Bethesda games always get very cheap very quick. So, I mean, now they're all they're all gonna be on Game Pass anyway. But yeah, so that's that's where I stand on this game. Cool. It doesn't, yeah. Um. Right. The last piece of news that we need to discuss, and this is a big one. Oof. Um. So this, like, it seemed like it was gonna be a slow news week this week, but then today. Uh, Jason Schreier comes in uh, here with the podcast uh, and he drops a, a huge article with a bunch of information about drops a nuke. Drops a nuke. He, he drops multiple nukes um, yeah. so yeah so basically the first piece of information that we got from this new article is that Naughty Dog is working on apparently working on a Last of Us remake for the PS5 uh, the game was originally being made by a small studio broken off of Sony's Visual Arts Service Group, uh, which is a support studio within Sony. Uh, apparently, they initially pitched a remake of the first Uncharted game, but, uh, uh, and I quote, the idea quickly fizzled because it would be expensive and require too much added design work. Um, so yeah, I think... I, I, there's, I know there's a lot of most people seem to be saying that they're not interested in a Last of Us remake. Nope. Um, 
I think it would be really cool to see that game with The Last of Us Part 2's graphics. Um, and I don't think having this remake is going to impact the development of any new projects. So, I mean, I see this as an absolute win. Well, you can stay on your own on that, in that <laughs> front. I, it's an eight-year-old game. It's cinematic. It still holds up. I beat it last year on Grounded. It's amazing still. Like, I don't need this remake at all. This is just a big waste of resources, in my opinion. Like, What I'm confused about is, wasn't it already once remastered? Yeah, it was already remastered. Yeah, they remastered to four. Yeah. My understanding yes. is that this would be a full-on remake in a new engine. Yeah, the, the, the article with... at least made it seem like it would be more of a grounds-up uh, remake. Yeah, it's yeah. a remake. Yeah. All right, so this... Uh... Reminds me, I have a bone to pick with James saying that RE3 is not a good game, which is just absolutely correct. Terrible <laughs> opinion. But so, are we talking on the like the the mark of like RE2 to RE2 remake, like scale? Where no, so I wiping or I don't think it's gonna change anything. Uh, I think I don't. I think the idea is that it would be the same game, just with new graphics and some updated gameplay. That feels that's like a remaster. That's the that vibe. It, well, to me, a remaster is a port with some lighting changes, you know, mm, uh, not, usually. I would say the, re the remaster of The Last of Us on PS4 was a huge upgrade over the PS3 version, if you really start comparing. I mean, yeah, two. but they didn't they didn't change any, like, they didn't remodel any textures or anything like that for that game as well. I mean, like, that's a remaster. Uh, a remake would be, like, they completely this... overhaul the textures, make it look brand new. This sounds like a remake from the ground up, though, from what I'm reading. Like, I don't get the sense that it was a remaster at all. Like, this is you, that like... would be so bizarre to me, though, to remake The Last of Us, like, like Final that, Fantasy VII or. That's what struck me the most odd, because like Uncharted One, especially when they mentioned that, like they they wanted to remake that. In my head, I was like, I could see that because I think that's an old enough game that remaking it from the ground up especially with this whole new movie they can make yeah you know the nathan drake look more tom hollandy or whatever they would like to do i i think that kind of made logical sense in my head but yeah last of us one just i i don't i don't think it needs to be remade from the ground up like the the remaster the uprising from like ps3 to ps4 and ps4 to ps5 all right sure that kind of makes sense to me um but yeah just you know it's almost like it, here's a 90s reference they did a remake of psycho i don't know if you remember the old hitchcock movie psycho with they vince remade vaughn, uh, with vince vaughn and, yeah. yeah but they remade it shot, shot. for shot yeah. with just new actors and a yeah. new director but all the shots are the same it's still in black and white i think yeah uh and it's like at that point why are you remaking this exactly. i think that was <laughs> gus van saint who did that and I believe Kevin Smith referenced it a lot with his um, Jane Silent Bob reboot because that was his original idea was to do it shot for shot just with him. Like to me, if if they were remaking The Last of Us One, which is yeah, you know, hot take, a really good game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what would you have to gain from not just re re uh, mastering it and upresing it or doing whatever you have to do to make it look pretty for PS Five, but right, actually right. starting from the ground up? That feels like do we have to <laughs> to add on what you're saying and like with what you're saying about uncharted earlier and when i like mentioned bioshock earlier it's just like bioshock and uncharted one is another game where i tried to play through i was like this just feels dated i don't want to do this 
Last of Us does not feel that way. It does not feel like it's a chore to get through because all yeah. the mechanics and things like that are dated. Yeah. So, you know, on top of what you're saying, like, it just doesn't make sense to change anything in the core, in which point, like, what are they doing and why are right. they doing it for? But, but even even Uncharted 1, like, how different can you make it? Like, it's going to feel like Lost Legacy. Well, the, yeah, the thing is, like, I agree uh, with you, Eric. The Last of Us does not feel dated. I can still play that game with ease. Um, Uncharted definitely feels dated. Like, that game has one, not yeah. aged well at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I mean, I don't want them to do anything to touch the story of the La- of La- the Last of Us. Um, yeah, and like but... you know, I I I understand where you guys are coming from. Like it feels fine. It doesn't need an update at all. What it is probably is just my photographer brain thinking. You know, look <laughs> look at all the shots I can take with this game in a new engine. The photo mode. The can photo I, mode. Can I plug your Twitter, James, and say that you have some of the best photo shares? I appreciate that. <laughs> that means no. a lot to me. Thank you. Okay. I disagree like, with it, but <laughs> but like I me, take it back. They're all awful. <laughs> to me, though, I I want my remake to like be a fresh, like whole new take on it. Like 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 Resident Evil Two, the original, which is, which is like a masterpiece, going straight to the remake, which is also a masterpiece in my opinion. It's like totally different though. It's different styles, not fixed yeah. camera or tank controls. If you just remake Uncharted or Last of Us, you're just doing the same game with like a third person action game. Just with I'm gonna better... give um, spoilers for Last of Us, who anybody who hasn't played it. So if you want to skip ahead like ten seconds, imagine if they remade it, but like Joel's daughter lives. So it's Joel the daughter and uh, what's her name Ellie the whole time. That I'd play that. <laughs> I play I that. I wouldn't because that would like. Everyone that's the there. whole crux a, of the story. That's a fundamental change of the character. <laughs> yeah, but I'd play that. <laughs> what if Darth Vader just never got burned? <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting. A what if, like, like story, like DLC or something. Like if Ellie died and it was the daughter was alive. If you're making time. me replay it, give See, me that. Played for this, all right. Well, this is another pretty big spoiler. Maybe I don't have to get into too many specifics, but Final Fantasy VII remake. What if this was Last of Us remake? Oh my god. To where they didn't have to necessarily follow the original story. They can recanonize whatever they kind of wanted to. Yeah. That like, that like, would be an interesting twist on it. I don't I don't think they should necessarily do that. To me, that's like, you know, <laughs> let's just change the ending to Citizen oh Kane. Maybe that's hyperbole, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine like hooded time travel? Like de- like spirits and Last of Us. <laughs> Joel, you have seven seconds. The giraffe's mouth opens and the, <laughs> the <Wow>. Sephiroth appears. <laughs> He's taking over all the games. No, um, that would be funny. Like they should just they should like totally troll the audience and do crazy shit like that. I'd be even bored. I'd support that, but but you're just rehashing the the game. Like like I don't need this at all. Yeah. Like, and we're getting a show. Like, so we're getting we're getting the story like twice again. Like, I I would so defend I would point. defend anybody who's never played Last of Us before. It'd be good for them. But at this point, how many people are there like that with this close? Like, I would say ten years down the line, absolutely remake it. There's gonna be a bunch of kids growing up who've never experienced what I yeah. think one of the best video game stories ever. But it's been like four or five years like i i still work off a base ps4 right now and i bought it with the last of us in it so i just played it four years ago 
I'm yeah. not going to play it again. Yeah, it's one of those games. If you're a PlayStation fan and you really wanted to play it, you would have played it by now. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I don't think the article really gave like a time frame. So maybe if this was some super long development cycle, it still could have come out in three or four years or so. I mean, granted, that's a long time for a game, but a game with the scope of Last of Us, but remastered yeah. or remade, depending on whatever verbiage they want to use. Uh, I mean, that could have a pretty long uh, development time tacked yeah. onto it. Yeah, you'd have to think that Sony or Naughty Dog or Druckmann would want to get on top of this and give out a statement or something. Like, are they going to go like radio silent on this? Like, probably. It's too big. <laughs> it's too big of a story. Like, just like totally ignore. I don't. I think like Twitter is like re has reacted so negatively. And, so yeah. But I, I think. Sorry, I I think. Um, what's the term I'm looking for? Uh protocol standard protocol is to sure not discuss leaks and rumors whether they're true sure. or not mm. that's yeah. true but you, i mean sony as a whole you think like are we gonna get a statement this week or something you think jim ryan's gonna react to this because he's been because he was trying he's trending like in, in the united states like as, and like and it says like a lot of people are upset like it says that in the trend like people are <laughs> So Jim Ryan, people are upset. Sony made yeah. that clickbait headline. Sony upset a lot of people this week. Yeah, every week it's something new. But we'll get into that after the next topic. That's going to be the title of this podcast: Jim Ryan. People are upset. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the the to compound what you're saying, it's just like this is the tip of the iceberg. Like uh, James said earlier, like this is that was just the first part of this article. Yeah, yep. true. Exactly. Yep. Uh, and speaking of, um, the more information, thank you for the segue. Um, so apparently a Days Gone sequel is not happening. Um, I I don't know if any of you are particularly sad about this. I'm not too sad about it. Days Gone was pretty mediocre. I didn't need a sequel. You know, like I'd, I wouldn't be very interested in a sequel to that game. I know a lot of people like it and would like to see the potential of it fulfilled. But uh, it was kind of... I mean, biker zombie game, apart from the big hordes and everything, there wasn't much interesting in that world for me at all. You kill me every week. Do you know... <laughs> <laughs> Before Seb returns to that, do you know what stands out to me immensely with that? Or, or with, like, this leak in the timing? Is that's the free plus game this month, is it not? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it kind of definitely feels like you know, we're, they're putting out us for free. We're supposed to, you know, move forward with a sequel, and that's not happening anymore. It definitely feels like that might be a motivator behind it. Yeah, like for an IP, for a new IP, like this game didn't sell like you know it didn't sell like Animal Crossing, but I think it did quite well. You know what I mean? And a lot it was of people profitable, really, yeah. A lot of people really dug it. Like critics, like hate. Like, a lot of critics didn't like it at first because there were so many bugs in the first. But after the first couple weeks. It, it seems like universally liked by like fans. Like, it's yeah, universally sorry. It's universally enjoyed. I think. Yeah. But nobody's like. It's a. I yeah. think everyone sort of agrees. It's a average game. I uh, think Schreier mentions it in the article that it actually so you know sold very well, but the reviews and such were middling. So I think that's yeah. actually quoted in the article at some point. Yeah, because I I remember a lot of like a you know it was one of those like fan versus critics 
Civil Wars when that game came out because most fans really loved it. And I don't think people consider it like on the level of God of War of us or anything like that, but I think a lot of people would probably like rank it like, you know, they would probably like rate it like an eight or something like that. And I know people that really like this game and like, that's what, and, and like, and, and the game, the way it was set up the story, it was really definitely made for a sequel. Like there's a lot of like really interesting ideas at the end that you could, you could have really did something with it. And Ben studio, this was like their first like big open world game. Like this, they were just getting their foot in the door. Like they could have really nailed it in the next, in the next game. And it's disappointing that we're never we're never gonna get that now, and they're using resources for a remake. I don't. Or well, whatever okay, no. Doing. So I think um, the other news. Sorry to clarify on that. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, that one team at Bend was assigned to help Naughty Dog with an upcoming multiplayer game, which was probably Factions Two, uh, mm-hmm. and another team in Bend was assigned to make a new Uncharted game under Naughty Dog supervision. Um, now they weren't too happy about that, so studio leads at Bend asked to be for the studio to be taken off the Uncharted project. And as of last month, they're now working on a new game of their own. So honestly, um, I I I think them working on a new game of their own that isn't a Days Gone sequel is the, in my opinion, the best possible scenario because. They can take lessons learned from Days Gone and apply them to this new game, and create a new universe from the ground up to use those. Because um... if they made a Days Gone sequel, like I said, in my opinion, like that universe, that world isn't very exciting. It's kind of a generic zombie apocalypse yeah. world. Uh, so I feel like if they make a new world from the ground up and a new story, yeah. they have a chance to make something more interesting. Yeah, while it. You go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, my, um, this isn't necessarily pushback to that. And I'm not sure if the article mentions it or not, but my only concern is like, what did they originally wish to do? Did they have internally big plans for Days Gone 2 where they were yeah. like, okay, we will take mm-hmm. our lessons. We will move forward. Like, there were ants of like, we can do better. A lot of people liked it. And then they get pushed off. And then they're like, okay, you can't do Days Gone 2, but you can do something new. Like, that would have been really disheartening. Like, exactly. Yeah. So, that's so one thing and then yeah. to another. So, so, so that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah so like... so the article um, says that they pitched a Days Gone sequel, but it got shot down. Uh, there's no reason as to why, but it was probably, there's a good chance it was because of uh, the critical reception and that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, the thing is, like, I, your argument would hold up more water if it, like, if it was, like, an IP with, like, five titles in it. Like, this is a new, brand new IP. Like, right, they but were they just can, their foot in the door. Like, but they can't... I, I don't think they can make the universe more... much more interesting. Because it's kind of, like, a fundamental thing, isn't it? That it's, like, a... the universe. They can't really change that in a sequel. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that it's a very generic, like, you know, woodsy, third-person, like, zombie game we've seen a million times, but... Like the concept of like all, like all the animals being affected and things like that too, you could have, and, and you can always do like a cool like human storyline, like always like like The Walking Dead, still clicks with a lot of people even though even though it doesn't click with me anymore, even though it's been done a million times is because there's, a lot of people still like the characters and the writing. So even if it's, I've never been one for like originality. If it's good, it's good. You know what I mean. So That's I wouldn't have bothered me if Days Gone Two was just like same old, same old. But my uh. Per- 
my perfect analogy is like a lot of people said that Days Gone was just like Sons of Anarchy with zombies. Whereas like if for like Days Gone 2, it'd be like yeah. the Mayans like spinoff. Whereas if you like Days Gone or if you like Sons of Anarchy, you would want to watch Mayans. But, you know, you have to already enjoy that world. You have to yeah. already like it's pretty much the same thing. Like James was yeah. saying, there's not much more you can do with it except yeah. do another story within it. Yeah, but a lot of people don't like that though. That's the thing. Like, and I would say it was Sons of Anarchy with uh, I Am Legend because the zombies are like freakers and they run at you and things like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's disappointing. Like, I I, I don't know if there's gonna be another segue, but like, I really hope I I want Sony to focus on a multiple like a multitude of like genres. Like, I don't want just third person action games constantly and cinematic masterpieces. And I love those games. It's my favorite genre. But I need I need all different games. Like I want Ape Escape, I want Shadow Colossus, I want Ico. I like. I, yeah, I I, 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 to me to I agree. Going. Like Sony has a real, um, they have a real issue with diversity in their portfolio. Yeah, um, like like Astrobot was phenomenal. Like everybody loved it, the the VR one and the demo on PS5. And then they're like, we're not we're not making another game. Well, they probably will. they might now, but I think, yeah, they, I, think they, yeah. I think they came out and said like we're probably not gonna make a full game out of this. I th- well, like, I think um, I there was the whole Japan Studio news, but I think they were getting. Yeah. I think there was a team still focused on that stuff, so we might be getting another game. Um, I hope so. Like, yeah, I'd love that. Um, but the other interesting thing from this article, um, like that's all the news from that came out of the article. But I am the curious thing is. As I mentioned, uh, the developers at Bend were originally assigned to work on a new Uncharted game under Naughty Dog's supervision, but they requested to be taken off it, and they were. Does that mean the Uncharted game is dead, or it's moved somewhere else? The article doesn't uh, state that. Nobody really knows. Um, does it? Do you, what do you guys think? What What's that rumored? Isn't San Diego or something? Where is it? There's some developer somewhere that's been rumored to be making an Uncharted game forever. Like, do you... I think it, I think that might have uh, those rumors might have been the same thing where it was yeah because um, that uh, visual arts support studio yeah. is in San Diego. Yeah, there's some new studio somewhere that's making something and uh, and so I think I don't think it's dead. I think it's just like up in the air right now. They just I don't like I don't know. I'm just guessing that like maybe they just don't know where the story's heading. Like I don't know if they. I don't know. If, I can't even say because I don't want to spoil Uncharted Four, but they're gonna, you know, they're gonna use. You're gonna use. You know who? I yeah. Sequel. I would. I would imagine that they would want to keep. Um, that they would want to find a new home for this project, simply yeah. because, based on the news of this article and everything else, they seem uh, intent on continuing to profit from that IP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I I also wouldn't be shocked. Um, if they just kind of had multiple embers going, uh, kind of in the way that like uh, some TV show or movie scripts kind of work, where if a franchise gets big enough, they're like, okay, we're going to hire five writers. We have enough money. Let's get five writers to all write us a script. We're going to just pick the best one and throw out the other four or consolidate and combine. Where I I wouldn't be shocked if, at the point where Uncharted is now, and again, it's got this massive blockbuster movie that's going to be coming out relatively soon, that's only going to raise the profile of it. Uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they had 
a studio or two or three and they just said hey make us the first two levels of an uncharted game and if we really like it we're, we're going to go forward with it and if not oh well we lost what a hundred thousand dollars in the <laughs> uncharted franchise well like that's yeah. nothing that's so a drop in the bucket here's my working theory and i actually pieced it together why we've been talking about this so it's probably a dumb theory we can quickly throw out uh, the Perfect. movie is supposed to be Nathan Drake younger. What if they were going to do a tie-in game with instead of what Seb was saying, it's actually everything earlier, whereas not, not as much effort is put into it because they're loosely tying it into the game, which is why they have a different studio doing it besides Naughty Dog, but they yeah. still want to test the waters with being able to tie it in. I mean, yeah, that'd be interesting because there's a lot of... Uh... There's a lot we don't know about young Nathan Drake. Like, he, like he's a teenager in Uncharted 3, and then it jumps right to his 20s. So, yeah, there's a lot you can do with that. Personally, I think it's... If you do an Uncharted game, like it, it, I think it's probably time to, like, do all new characters. Because, like, obviously, it's it, 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 it's all great locations in, in, on, on Earth that you can do. You don't have yeah. to... I think if it was up to me, I'd probably retire the Nathan Drake character. Like, I, I think his story's done. I think I got everything I needed to know about his character. I love Nathan Drake, but I yeah, feel like I'm done what? with that. Now that personally. you mentioned that, um, that actually gives that gives me an idea actually. Because um, what if the Lost Legacy was them kind of just testing the war for mm. an Uncharted game without Nathan Drake? Yeah, just a lot to of see, people like, it. yeah, like yeah. just to see how people liked it, and then maybe the next game is totally yeah. new characters. Mm-hmm. I've got it. You got it. I, I, Uncharted with Laura Croft and Shadow <laughs> of the Tomb Raider. And oh, wait. I forgot Dory's not in this episode. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> be- better yet, Uncharted with Gordon Ramsay. Oh. Me and Jim Ryan. I, we, no. He, he, looks like, he looks like Gordon Ramsay. Anyway. You, you might be missing the. <laughs> you guys might be missing the reference here. It's, uh, on, Gordon Ramsay has a TV show called Uncharted. <laughs> He does. I didn't. He does. I didn't know that. That's the joke. Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> How I many TV it. shows does the man have? I know. All he wants. <laughs> so is that the one with or without the kids? Um, that's the one where he uh, swings from ropes and shoots people. Uh, I think, and he oh, searches for oh, treasure. Uh, yeah, I think I have seen this. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun though, Gordon Ramsay in Uncharted. Like you just play as Gordon Ramsay, you yeah. can cook and everything. Yeah, that's like, that's why they don't bring the Uncharted games to PC because somebody would absolutely make that a mod. And so now, of... <laughs> go ahead. Now we've circled back to y- y- Yakuza like a dragon, where one of your classes is a chef that hits people with a frying pan. <laughs> <laughs> See, it all comes full circle. And <laughs> a side note, like the funny thing is, like you know, Dory is associated with Shadow Raider. She seems like they're not really like it. But I'm the one that hates it even more than she she does. Like she actually likes it better than I do, <laughs> and somehow it, it it turned into like now it's her, like her like kryptonite. Like it's her, <laughs> it's like associated with her for rest. Of, it's gonna be rest of her life now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's time to. I think it's time to try new things out with new characters. Uh, you know, I, I, know that, I know it's risky because like, it's hard to like sell new characters to people because people get really attached. So like if they made like Last of Us three and they didn't do Joel or Riley, like a prequel or whatever, um, yeah, like people yeah. are probably get upset. Like it's, it's a, a classic. 
you know, yeah. Shia LaBeouf and Indiana Jones, like exactly. they turned on that so hard. Well, that movie sucked, but yeah, yeah, rightly so. True, yes, yeah. but you know, in in a better movie, would he have been received better? Yeah, probably, but maybe not as much as they wanted. They they've tested the water with a you know a Nathanless Uncharted um, to see how that would go, and I think it went well. So why not go one step further in that direction? Um, this is more general to the entire article versus like just Uncharted. But uh, my takeaway from the article was just like uh, I think Seb was kind of saying it earlier, where if you had to do a Venn diagram of Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, it would be like N- Nintendo in the middle, where they do r- random stuff that makes no sense, and then they have their like solid triple A's that they always make money off of. And Microsoft is just like a cash grab of like, let's buy as many indies as we can. Let's get as much stuff out there. And Sony is just like, it has Kratos with the boy line and Uncharted. And that's about it. <laughs> like they're not gambling as much as the, I think the other two, uh, you know, big three are. Which oh, is, for sure. And fighting them. Which is a real disappointment because the one, even though the PS3 era was a huge mess, it gave, it gave Sony was like, you know, their backs against the wall. And they started swinging, and they started doing crazy shit. And that's when Sony was like really shining, and that's that's what really helped them get to PS4, because that's when they hit their peak. And now we're, what I'm worried about, I don't think it's as bad as uh, 2006 Sony. I don't think they'll ever get to that point again, personally. But I do think they're heading in that direction where they're getting very arrogant and safe. And the, and the problem with Jim Ryan is that. He's going to make PlayStation 5 like one of the highest selling consoles of all time. They're going to make shitload of money and things like that. So so they don't care like about all this backlash and, and that's the sad reality, but but that but the problem is it hurts us like the gamers. So even so even though Sony's having record profits, we're the ones suffering, but no one cares because it's all about the dollar. So it's that's what worries me is we're heading in that future where it, we're just going to get like we're just going to get screwed. Constantly. What's weird? What's weird too is like it from it, it seems like in a written statement that Microsoft is actually doing a lot of um, things that would seem uh, not consumer friendly, but I think they're doing it in consumer friendly ways. Like I think they yeah. straight out said like Bethesda games will still be on multiple platforms and things like that. Yeah. And Microsoft, like you know, if you look at what they're doing, it would seem like it would end up hurting customers. But yeah, yeah. Sony, like who have seemed to pitch like you know. Um, you know, consumers first, like given the games at homes and things like that. Yeah. It's the complete opposite though, where it's just like, thanks for Ratchet and Clank, dude. I'll yeah. play it eventually. <laughs> yeah, it's like I guess play has limits because maybe it's <laughs> <laughs> like it's oh it's so frustrating. PlayStation is like every week is something new now. My the biggest problem with Jim Ryan to me, like, even though it doesn't matter if he's making money, is that they don't get on top of anything when it comes to PR. Like they just go radio silent for months. Like they let shit fester and fester and fester and fester. Like you, you like people. For, I, I don't know if people remember like last year, where like PlayStation, like Sony was totally dead silent about the PS5, and we didn't even get any like news about it until before. Like yeah, that's yeah. that was insane. I get there was a pandemic, but but they could have like put a tweet out. They could have did like a Reddit post. You know, there's a million ways to communicate with your audience. So what you're saying is they need Wendy's PR rep. Yeah. Like so, <laughs> so one thing I like about Xbox is like like Aaron Greenberg and Phil Spencer, like they're pretty on they're on Twitter and they're vocal and they talk to the fans and things like that. 
Sony doesn't have any relationship really to anyone. The only person, the only people I really see talk on social media is like Neil Druckmann and and like um sure. Corey and Barlog, Corey and Barlog. Like, yeah, that's about it though. Like, like you know, like 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 Jim Ryan or uh, what's his name, Herman, uh, what's his Herman Holst. Her, yeah, like they just post like corporate like stuff like. So it's. Yeah. it's it, like like um i know a lot I get, of people I get, are... sorry I, I i do get what you mean like uh sony feels much more at this point like a business yeah than the xbox does which is what it is but it definitely yeah. can be better with pr like i don't like yeah like the optics the pre- are off exactly the previous management mm. were like talk it was like way more engaging and that's why a lot of people were asking for them to come back which is not gonna happen but yeah. I know people I, really we still didn't for... get a, a reason for why Sean Layden actually left. Yeah, we didn't. Um, that still sort of eludes us. But um, yeah, he was he was very good at um, like he didn't talk a lot on Twitter, but he was. I think he you got the sense that he cared about yeah the games that they were putting out and the, not just the profits but the qualities of them. Yeah, I used to get so hyped when he come out on stage. You know, he, him he always has like his hands like, and he just knew a banger was about to come out. Like he just yeah. knew like. <laughs> God of War is coming. Last of Us is coming. Like I just, it just doesn't feel like that anymore. Like, yeah, for know. sure. Just fun. No, I get you. I get you. Uh, so Sony needs a Reggie right now too. Yeah, they just, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't, but not, what the, all that said though, or all that said, they still make great games, and I'm still gonna be buying most of their games. So yeah, PlayStation's still my main platform. I'm still a trophy whore. Like that's not gonna change. I'm just, so, I'm just, a new, I'm just very neutral. It's just all that's, that's what I was gonna say. Like it, it, playing devil's advocate, as much yeah. as you know, there there are things to critique for sure, and rightfully yeah, so. You know, even them playing it safe is still like Miles Morales and God of War Ragnarok and Demon you know, Souls. Last of Us Two. Yeah. yeah, Demon Souls remake. Like these are excellent games. Like you know, so maybe yeah. they're not swinging as wild as I would like because I like those. Listen, Mario Thirty Five was my favorite game of the last year i'm a right. weirdo like i like the weird stuff but them playing yeah. it safe i i also kind of <laughs> get and appreciate yeah like I, I bitch every week but like i named like five games that i played on playstation this week yeah. <laughs> i constantly use my i use it for youtube hulu Netflix. i just my ps5 is constantly on so i'm just i'm just trying to be fair i got you. i try to be neutral you know Look, yeah. I was just told that this was the episode where James would admit that it's no longer about P- P- PlayStation and it was <laughs> going to turn into a Hades podcast. That's that's what I was told. You've been misinformed, I'm afraid. <laughs> this is a Fuser podcast now. All Fuser, all the time. We spin the best hits. <laughs> Welcome I just, to I just, Fuser Radio. I, I really wish they would put more. I really wish they put more indies on. Yeah. PlayStation used to be the king of indies now like now it's the switch and yeah like it's ridiculous like a lot of games are like hades is not on playstation and like shu is in charge of indies he's the, he's in charge of the marketing i'm like he's like getting more platinums than indie games on playstation <laughs> like, like he's like i don't know like what are they up to like why is like is, is carry on even on playstation is Hades? Not, yeah i don't think i don't think yeah i don't think it is like, they'll, they'll come they'll come um, i don't i don't think they will that's the thing but yeah like that's my concern. Hopefully, next thing we know, uh, Jim Ryan will be getting replaced by Brian Clicker. Uh, <laughs> just hire Reggie. Like I think GameStop. I think he parted ways with GameStop, so Reggie's a free agent. Yes. Yeah. Just get him. 
Or maybe maybe they should uh, maybe they should hunt down Don Matrick and and hire him. <laughs> no, he, he's already he's already on PlayStation. He's Jim Ryan in a mask. <laughs> I already saw the meme today of like the Scooby Doo taking the oh, mask off. Oh right, <laughs> that's good. Perfect. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so just to wrap up the show uh, today, we're gonna play a little game. We like games on this podcast. We like fun here. We like to have fun here. Um, known, known fun likers. Exactly. Um, so the game that I have today uh, is a special one. So I don't know if any of you have heard of Crusader Kings 3. Uh, mm-hmm. Is a video mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like one of the civilization. What's that genre called? Like an RTS? Yeah, or, yeah uh, an RTS. Yeah, city building type thing? Sure. Um so like the patch notes for this game are uh, get very <laughs> get very I, weird, right? So the game that I have for you, and we played this on a previous podcast. Um basically I'm gonna give you uh, I'm gonna read off patch notes for Crusader Kings 3, and you have to tell me if they are real patch notes for the game or fake ones that I made up. I'm aware of seeing it elsewhere, and I'm so happy to be a part of it this time. Yes. Okay, <laughs> this is because that game is bonkers. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into it then. So the first one, and you can all answer separately. Um, you don't have to work as a team or anything. Um, the first one, it is now possible to recruit children from prison uh, as long as they're not heir to one of their liege's titles. I'm going to say not a real patch note because it shouldn't matter if they're an heir to the Legion's <laughs> title or not. There you go, baby. I, I, I agree with false because that seems like such a weird limitation. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I'll go with false as well. Uh, you're all wrong. That's a real Crusader Kings 3 patch note. Dang. You know what's funny? I was going to be a contrarian and just go the opposite of everybody else <laughs> just for the sake of it. I should have just did that. You should have done. Okay. Uh, the second patch note. This is a shorter one. Added to the chin goatee beard variant. Real or fake? That's gotta be fake. That's gotta uh, be fake. I was gonna say true for all these because they're all, all bad shit, right? Because <laughs> they're all bad shit crazy. I'm, I'm bound to be right at some point. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's false. That's a real Crusader Kings 3 patch note. Dang it. <laughs> I would, have been two, I would have been two and zero right now. If they didn't have a goatee in the original game. They had they to patch have, in a goatee. They, they had to patch in a patch. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Uh, okay, the next one. Uh, Lord chance for child heirs to rebel by going on a killing spree. I'm just gonna say false on that one. I know I keep saying false, but I feel like they wouldn't say killing spree. But maybe they would. I'm gonna say true this time. I've Your said false. I've said false every time and gotten it wrong. So I'm saying false one more time. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Eric. This one is a fake Crusader Kings three patch <laughs> note. <laughs> Should have gone with my gut. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. This is a this is slightly. Great, by the way. <laughs> thank you. This is a slightly longer one. Uh. If you're ordering your spymaster to find secrets in your liege's court, and you are your liege's spymaster and are disrupting uh, schemes, 
you no longer disrupt your own spy master's scheming. There is the spider. <laughs> I'm I'm putting a hard true on that because that feels like something that like if I were writing a game, I would miss that <laughs> exact yeah. thing. So yeah. I'm gonna say true. Yeah, fuck it. True. I'm not guessing this time. I'm not playing your game, James. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have an no, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go false. <laughs> Uh, that is a real Crusader Kings three patch note. Damn, I would have been I would have been four and zero if I didn't change my answer. Uh, um, okay, the next one. Hopefully, Eric can get this one. Uh, all right. Uh, you will no longer get stress from parents or siblings dying of old age when they're sixty five or older. Uh, and then in brackets, if they're friends or lovers, you might still get stressed though. I'm gonna say false. Sorry, is this game a real life? <laughs> <laughs> I... False. <laughs> I, I'll go. Uh, I'll go with true. That's a real Crusader Kings oh, three patch oh, note. Oh, that is so ridiculous. <laughs> I like that. If they're 64, I'm gonna grieve. If they're 65, they live no, no. a good life. <laughs> Grandma had it coming. She knew it was up. It was fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, right. Your rival flinging a corpse at your castle now gives you an imprisonment reason if they're your subject. Start over. <laughs> uh, Say it again. Your rival flinging a corpse at your castle now gives you an imprisonment reason if they are your subject. You know, we've all we've all been there. We've all had our rival throw corpses at our castles. So Sasuke is throwing bodies at the <laughs> castle. So relatable. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go true. I'm gonna go false. I'm gonna go false too. That's a real Crusader Kings three patch note, uh, baby. I can't. The unbelievable part to me is that you can fling bodies behind that wall. <laughs> you can do anything <laughs> in this game. game. I've I've not seen a second of this game, but it sounds to me just like the you can do anything you want in this. I've heard some stories like you need to play this game. Uh, I really want to try it just to, for like the patch notes that I've heard. Yeah, I was right about to download it last night. Like I literally looked right at it. I was like, oh, I saw it in the notes. I was like, I don't know if is that cheating. I was like, no, nah, just wait. <laughs> uh, right, the next one. Opposing factions will no longer accept Jacob's pet rock as a settlement during peace talks. Everything is absurd. I'm just saying true for everything else. (laughs) That has to be false. That has to be. I'm saying true for every single one. (laughs) You said pet pet rock? Yes, I'll I'll repeat the question. The, The patch note, sorry. Uh, opposing factions will no longer accept Jacob's pet rock as a settlement during peace talks. Is there? I don't know. Is there? Is there a character named Jacob in this? Like I have no idea. Random NPC. I don't know. I I'm gonna true. go with true, just of that off that comment James said. Uh, okay, this is a fake Crusader Kings three patch note. Uh, although I will say I I did lift the uh, Jacob's pet rock thing from another patch note. 
So it's a fake oh, so patch. That... No... <laughs> but there is a th- there is a character apparently called Jacob uh, who has a pet rock. <laughs> that was the part I thought was the fakest. <laughs> oh, no, good old Jacob. <laughs> See, that was my logic in the last couple of them. True. So I was like, I'm just like, I'm all over the place now. Oh boy. This is hard. All right, we got a few more here. Okay. Uh, right. If you change faith with William the Bastard in your court, William will no longer stab his son if he doesn't follow. I'm saying true for all of them. True. <laughs> Bob, do you want me to go before you? Can you go before me then? Uh, sure. <laughs> I'm going to say false. going true that's just crazy enough it has to be true <laughs> that's a fake crusader king's oh, three patch no this is a pretty like i think we're all like had the same score or something bro it's pretty balanced i'm sitting at Who four knows? right now yeah, i'm sitting I'm, at two but... so it is not even at all uh right we've got two more here okay uh right and this is for ten thousand dollars yes exactly <laughs> we'll be like to buy the winner walks away with a brand new boat <gasps> and and the loser's like comes right out of your bank account no warning <laughs> exactly oh, no. we pay from the bolt from the loser's bank accounts i wondered why you asked for my paypal info before <laughs> i got on this podcast but i didn't question it till now <laughs> uh, that was your first mistake uh, all right so we've got two more of these uh the next one is replaced anachronistic pineapple with historically appropriate melon True. I don't know any of those words. False. You made up half of them. True. 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 That is a real Crusader Kings yeah. 3 patch note. <laughs> Amazingly. Uh, right. I think I'm at four or five or something like that. The final the final one. Uh, are we all ready? I don't know. This game is so weird. I don't know if I am, but... Alright. Pregnant spy masters will no longer stab themselves. True. <laughs> we all know girls can't be spies. <laughs> That's the part you have a tough time believing. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna say fake. True. I'm going to say true. I take it back. Uh, I... <laughs> I'm going to need your answer on this, Bob. <laughs> fake. Fake. False. I'm going false. That is a real Crusader Kings 3 patch note. <laughs> wow. Wow. Congratulations to all the contestants. I have no idea who won. Uh, I got you guys six. We all did. I think I got Fuser. We're all winning. five. Like, yeah, it's like, like fused there. All right, James, I want my boat. I expect it by tomorrow morning. <laughs> you will, you'll receive your boat in the mail. It'll be in an envelope. Gotcha. <laughs> Was that a Lonely Island song? I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. I believe so. Yeah. That's going to be sad next week. <laughs> uh yeah so thanks uh eric and bob for joining us really appreciate you guys coming on uh hey bob oh. could you want to tell us a little bit about 99 questions real quick and where people can find it i certainly will first thank you for having me this is always a tremendously fun time of course um but uh yes i have a uh, a podcast that i really enjoy 
uh, that I'm very, very proud of called 99 Questions. Uh, you can find it anywhere that podcasts are listened to. You can just search for the number 99 Questions, find a little purple and gold logo on there, and you could just have a wonderful time. It is literally just me reading the same questions to uh, different wonderful folks, celebrities, video game people, writers, actors, comedians, um, some some prominent folks in there. Jeffrey James, a, a comedian, Ben Hansen. Uh, I have episodes with uh, Amy Vorpal coming up and uh, Brandon Lee Mulligan, uh, Beth May from Dungeons and Daddies, uh, Kirk Hamilton from Strong Songs I just had on, all uh, uh, Mr. James Smith. Uh, the biggest fact... celebrity of them all, <laughs> one might say. <laughs> One <laughs> um, single person might say that. Exactly. So if you if any of what I just said sounds vaguely interesting, uh, I highly recommend jumping in. I think the Kirk Hamilton one is a wonderful first episode for anyone who uh, is maybe a little bit too, you know, doesn't quite know what to jump in on. Uh, maybe don't start from the start. You'll hear me just being nervous a lot. Uh, but that's a wonderful one. And um, yeah, ninety nine questions. It's. Uh, I'm, I'm super happy with how it's coming out. I've done it for over a year now, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, that would be wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, Eric, is there anything you would like to plug? Um, I am on long hiatus with my own podcast, but if you are into astrology, uh, check out my uh, one of my best friend's podcast, uh, Zodi Hacks where they go over all of the different forms of astrology and how there's actually multiple signs for people and lovable things like that. There, it, it sounds really like I'm not into, like personally, I'm not into the whole hippie astrology thing, but they're some of the funniest guys I know. So if you just listen to it for the jokes and the Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions, it's well worth it. Yeah. That's all I got. That sounds like an absolute riot. Uh... <laughs> Right, so that's um, that's that then. We have this podcast every week. Uh, we should have... Uh, Dory has a, a review of the new DLC for The Outer Worlds, uh, which should be up this coming week at some point. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. If you enjoyed this uh, podcast, as I said in the beginning, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast feed, Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts uh, and all that good stuff. So thanks again. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.